1: This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. Ah. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Ah. Is it just me or is this week flying by? Yeah, it is.
3: Thursday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi. Streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross and Michael Borky with you. Brian Haydad is out for the remainder of the week. He is in New York City. You can see him doing that while he's there. We're glad to be with you. Ceasefire text line is open to you at 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. At C Spire, they are in search of the ambitious, the curious, the norm breakers, the never settlers. They love to innovate and live to make technology faster, smarter, and better and more accessible every day. Work in the field of cutting-edge technology with one of the best mid-sized companies in the United States, according to Forbes. It's more than a job or a paycheck. It's an opportunity of a lifetime. Aspire to more. If you're interested, go to cspire.com careers to apply today. We're coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios. Visit PearlRiverResort.com to see all that's happening at Pearl River Resort, the Golden Moon, and, of course, Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. It's one of those days, Borky, where it would be really nice to be out there. Oh, it would, especially
4: with what we got coming up this evening. It didn't hit me what kind of a sports night we have. Until, not a bad one. until I was listening to a podcast and the guy said, Man, this is one of those nights you need 10 TVs. I was like, Wait, for what? Because I knew I'm going to watch a soccer game tonight. I know you're a commie, whatever. But United States World Cup qualifying tonight, big game against Jamaica. Uh, the, I don't think you're a commie if, when, when you choose to watch the United States. Play. Right, yeah. Because I'm rooting for the Americans. And the, the Jamaicans call themselves the Reggae Boys. I'm not kidding. Like, that is their national team name, the Reggae American Boys. Enough. Pretty sick. But I thought, Do they yeah. come out of bobsleds or no? No, they don't. Uh, just a regular old soccer team, uh, okay. apparently. But uh, cool accents. I did not realize how full the sports light was tonight. I knew I had this game that I wanted to watch, and of course there's NFL on Thursday. I didn't realize it was this good. This is really good for just a random Thursday night in October.
3: Pretty darn good. So you got Major League Baseball playoffs. The Chicago White Sox and Houston, they are just underway. That's on FS1. Not sure what happened to the television in the studio. It's troubling, though. All it is is fuzz now. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the thing, though. I, I feel th- like that's kind of important while the show's going on, but maybe not.
4: Maybe not. Maybe it's better focused this way. It, it, true. It, true. At least we're, you're you're not going to have either one of us randomly going, hmm, during the show. You know, that's not going to happen today. So at least we have that. Um, Got to clip that and send that to HeyDad. He'll get I see a good what you laugh did out just out there. Of that. I, I um, see what you did there. He'll, he'll think that's funny. Of all people, he will. But. Um, I understand the circumstances where Fox is airing the NFL and so baseball can't do the two-network thing and they're on Fox Sports 1 tonight. I understand it all. But ask yourself this. Would the NFL ever have a playoff game occur at 3 o'clock Central, 4 o'clock Eastern on a
3: regular workday? Oh I hear what you're saying but I, I it's it, it's impossible Right I get the circumstances to dis- are tough No 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 it's impossible for me to disagree more with the sentiment that you're going with Now this is an old man take forgive me Well, it's cuz you're old but you know. Just forgive me Major League Baseball playoffs in the afternoon that is awesome I love it. It takes me back to being a kid. Make whatever old joke you want to make; that's fine. <laughs> I love playoff baseball in the afternoon. Now, I don't love playoff baseball in the afternoon in Houston because it's not a good-looking stadium. But you get an East Coast—I I mean, I, I can't—I mean, Borky, the uh, the famous Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey Mayer game, the kid who robbed the home run in Baltimore, Baltimore and the the Yankees, that was an afternoon game. There have been great moments in the afternoon. Cardinals hosting an afternoon October playoff game, that's great stuff. That's just me, though. I understand what you're saying. Yes, it's a great comparison. No, the NFL would never do that on a weekday work afternoon, although you know what would happen if they did. 25, 30 million people would find a way to watch in the middle of the afternoon on an off-channel because that's what the NFL does.
4: Probably so. I, I just I, I kept thinking, the NBA wouldn't do this, and their popularity is still dwindling anyway, but the NFL sure would never do something that would... I mean, it's going to limit the audience. People can't watch baseball at work. People got to work. And, I mean, we can. And, and, you know, some people have less demanding jobs or they can pull it up on the laptop or whatever or leave the office early. But most people are at work at 4 o'clock Eastern. And the NFL would never do something like that. And, and I guess there's a difference between, like, as a viewer, it's cool. You got something to do in the afternoon, whatever. But as a league that, trub- that has a, a problem marketing yourself... You're making it harder for people to watch the freaking playoffs today. This is the playoffs now. I get regular season games. Who cares? Whatever. You know, you have a matinee at one thirty on a Wednesday. Doesn't matter. You have 162 I, of them. It's the I playoffs think, now.
3: Yeah, and, and this obviously doesn't happen once you get to the League Championship Series or the World Series. But there's so many games in such a compacted period of time. I think the other thing is they don't want to stack them on top of each other. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to have Chicago, Houston, and Boston, Tampa Bay competing with each other head-to-head so that at least your baseball audience can watch both games if they want to. It's I tough. I mean, and again, you have the NFL on Fox. So Fox
4: owns baseball and the NFL. It's tough. Stagger the games, play them on Which, different by days, the way, do something.
3: The NFL game tonight's great. Rams at Seahawks? Oh, yeah, buddy. Rams at Seahawks kicks at 720. On Fox. That's a great game. And a couple of college football games tonight. Coastal Carolina at Arkansas State. 6.30 ESPNU. 6.30 on ESPN Houston at Tulane. So there you go. Somebody said plus there's high school football. Yeah,
4: I mean, it's a busy, busy, busy sports night. And yeah, Jeff, got to get three tonight. I mean, it's not a must win, but... At some point, we're in good position, there's a lot of games left, but we got to start getting non-draw results in qualifying.
0: Yeah.
3: Jason actually makes a good point, although I would argue that this event has become kind of like a holiday. He says nobody seems to have a problem watching the first round of the NCAA basketball tournament on a random Thursday or Friday morning. The you know, sheer you the volume
4: of games they have to play hurts that as well. There's only two baseball games today, not
3: ten. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when you got to play 16 games in a day and you're trying to get as many of them into time slots on TV, you don't have much choice other than to start at 11 in the morning. Yeah. And
4: there's 68 teams in the playoffs in college basketball.
3: Jimmy in Hattiesburg says, Get off Richard's lawn, Michael! <laughs> Love you guys as always. Yeah, I
4: mean, uh, it's it's kind of an old uh, grumpy old man take of mine, I guess. But I mean, we we've talked about it a lot. Oh, I think he
3: was saying I was the old man with the oh, whole I like playoff yeah. baseball in the afternoon. No, oh, I, I hear you. I, I just, it just it's
4: not the best way to maximize your potential exposure, I guess. And I see other sports leagues doing. I mean, joking aside about the 11 a.m. games, college football is being smart. The networks, the conferences are being smart about putting more games earlier in the day instead of cramming everybody in at prime time. Look at the viewership. At 11 a.m. Central games, it's strong. It's really, really strong, and they're maximizing their potential audience. The NFL is doing the same thing. I I see baseball stuff like this. It's just like, why are you doing this to yourself? You're shooting yourself in the foot tonight.
3: I, don't, I know you're big on ratings and numbers yeah, and all that go on with thing. that. And you follow those closely on college football. Did you see last week that Arkansas, Georgia, at 11 a.m. on ESPN, did a massive number? It was like 4.5, 4.8 million viewers. And it was a terrible more, game. More people watched that than watched LSU-Auburn that kicked, a, uh, kicked at 8 Central, yeah. 9 Eastern on ESPN. It's a big window. That's the window that Ole Miss and Arkansas will be in this week. And and it was a bad game, too. If the game was close, the number would have been even higher.
4: People don't tune in to blowouts, obviously. Uh, Or at least don't stick with them. They don't stick with them. And that's why, when people ask, why does the college football national championship play on Monday? That's why. Because Saturday night, people got stuff to do. They're going to parties. They're going out. Kids have a soccer tournament somewhere. They have date night, whatever. Nobody's got anything to do Monday night. That's why they do that there, but that underscores the point. That's why you're going to get better games at 11 a.m. Ole Miss-Arkansas, what, 10 years ago? That would have been 7 o'clock, right? Like No no doubt. Two
3: top 20 teams, they're not playing in the morning. Right, yeah. I mean, you you had the, the Jefferson Pilot game that was for SEC teams, and that kicked off at 11.20 or 11.30. And then you had like the third or fourth or fifth best Big Ten game that was on ESPN. That was kind of their time slot. And then somewhere along the way, ESPN decided that was a valuable time slot coming right out of
5: game day. More coming up. We'll be right back. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. They're locally owned and operated with free mobile service in the Tri-County area. Looking good so far this afternoon. Just some after-school traffic so be mindful of your speeds as you pass through school zones. Otherwise, buckle up and drive safe. Have a great evening. This update is brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best for most of you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. Smith Brothers proudly serving the Metro since 1946.
7: Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free, over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over the phone fall assessment screening.
8: Lee Temple, customer, Clark's Construction. We had a complete
9: bathroom renovation, all the way from the tile floor to countertops and everything that goes with uh, with a bathroom. We checked with other folks to see how they had worked with Jerry, and we always got some uh, some good reviews, and never did get one that was uh, that was not good. And you know, the trust issue was was not an issue with Jerry. So I'd say five
8: For a construction company you can trust. Call Clark's Construction at 601-214-9463.
10: You wanted it and it's back. Vicari Auctions is returning to the coast for the 25th anniversary of Cruising the Coast. Four full days of auctioning bliss. Mustangs, Kudas, Chevelles, woody wagons, all for sale at the Auction. October 6th through the 9th. Hundreds of the finest collector cars are expected to cross the auction block and over 700 memorabilia items offer. The Carry Auction has something for everyone. everyone. To register or get a sneak peek, visit vicaryauction.com. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South
11: in Richland.
6: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi.
12: Check this out.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Talk a little Arkansas Razorbacks coming up in about 17 minutes with Chuck Barrett, who is the radio play by play voice of Arkansas football and men's basketball, and is an all around good dude, too. So, uh, look forward to visiting with Chuck coming up in, uh, in just a little bit. Lee Sterling will join us at 20 minutes after 4 o'clock. And then Ben Ingram will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. We will talk with Ben about some playoff baseball, the Atlanta Braves in particular, as the Braves will begin their playoff run tomorrow night in Milwaukee. Richard Cross, Michael Borky with you. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Double-decker bus tours coming up tomorrow. Not too late for you to make a reservation at 3 and 4 o'clock. $10 for adults, $5 for children. You can call Visit Oxford at 662-232-2477. To make a reservation the tours last about an hour and they have a local historian that gives detailed information about locations throughout the city and on the Ole miss campus also going on in oxford tomorrow it's tunes around town that's from 5 to 7 p.m a free music event where folks can just kind of hang out outside and listen to live local musicians three different locations the breezeway at the growler that is on north Lamarts, alice Haston and Walt busby At the North Lamar Pocket Park, which is a little farther north, Brian and Kelly will be performing. And then south of the courthouse at Spring Street Cigars, Bob Ray will perform. Then it's the Ole Miss Homecoming Parade, 5 o'clock, coming through campus and into the downtown square area. Again, that starts at 5. All information on the Visit Oxford website, visitoxfordms.com. If you want to be a part of the conversation, hit us up on the C text line at 601-879-4395. So, Borky, the the Lane Kiffin popcorn story won't quite go away? (laughs) No, it's just a shame he didn't say get your
4: $500 ready because uh, Ole Miss is giving out free popcorn to the first 5,000 fans on uh, Saturday. That's a really good idea.
3: Popcorns Ready is the logo on the Ole Miss football Twitter feed. First 5,000 fans on Saturday will receive free popcorn. North Concourse Gate 6, South Concourse Gate 23, one on the east side and one on the west side. That's a... Really good promotion. A bunch of and Alabama fans sent him some too. Like he's got boxes of it that was sent to the facility. And you hope it was that good gourmet popcorn where they mix the cheddar and the uh the caramel together. Doesn't look like it. they didn't uh, splurge. It's just crap. Yeah, it's just like, like, like they just sent the him unpopped yeah. kernels
4: of Orville yeah. Redenbacher. The best popcorn besides that, because that's the best with the caramel and the cheddar and the regular and those big tins that are mm-hmm. stupid expensive, by the way. Those are like $60 or something for the big tins of popcorn now. It's crazy. But uh, it, it's smart ones, and that sounds counterintuitive, but it's the cheddar, smart ones, popcorn. I'll get a gigantic bag and eat it like during James's nap watching football on Saturdays. It's the best. So
3: we mentioned a really good Thursday night football game tonight. It is the Rams and the Seahawks. Rams are off to a 3-1 and one start, and the Seahawks are off to a 2-2 two and two start. Matt Stafford, I mean, can, can there be a happier guy in the NFL than Matthew Stafford? You leave the... Non winning confines of Ford Field, a dome that always kind of looks a little bit dark, and uniforms that always look a little dingy. And I, I know they've made great progress in downtown Detroit, but it's Detroit. And I know not everybody wants to live in California for lots of different reasons, but sunny Southern California, brand new stadium, well, and- great uniforms, good football team innovative, forward-thinking, offensive-minded head coach, weapons. It's a good situation for Stafford.
4: Yeah, when you've got that much money, the, the whole cost of living thing doesn't matter as much. But, but doesn't – I know the NBA does this. I assume the NFL does the same thing where players that live in these high-tax areas like New York or, or California – only half of their salaries get taxed on the local taxes because they only play half of their games in those areas. I know NBA players get it. So if you're an NBA player in New York City, only half of your salary is taxed to the ridiculous amount that you get unless, in New York City. Unless New York is your permanent and, uh, right. place of living. Yeah. that That's it, though. So I know they've got that. I assume so. There's some workarounds for Stafford on the tax side, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything about a situation is ten times better. And there, there was a lot of talk because that's what you know people do going into seasons about how everybody thinks that Stafford's a future Hall of Famer, and Detroit was losing because of Stafford, and all those kind of takes. And we're learning that yeah, he was as special as we thought. You're only as good. Or you can only be as good as your supporting cast. A quarterback can elevate a team, of course, but if you don't have a great team around you, it doesn't matter. Uh, He's special. I wouldn't be surprised
3: if we look up in February and they're the Super Bowl champions. Really wouldn't. How about this? You know, we we occasionally look at ESPN's Football Power Index matchup predictor. You know, if you go to the the Gamecast page on on a specific game and you click on that, it's over on the left-hand side. I don't remember seeing this. I'm sure it's happened. The matchup predictor gives Seattle a 49.8% chance to win this game. The matchup predictor gives the Rams a 49.8% chance of winning this game, and the other four-tenths of a percent goes to a tie. It doesn't always play out like this, but this is a pretty evenly matched game. you got two really good quarterbacks. Stafford's got 11 touchdowns on the year. He's only been picked off twice. He's thrown for 1,222 yards. Russell Wilson's thrown for about 1,050. He's got nine touchdown passes on the year. Great home environment in Seattle, and yet the Rams are a -a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. This good stuff on a Thursday night. Oh, this yeah. is one that I want to lock in and watch as much of as I can. I don't know how much of it I'll be able to watch. And by the way, I feel like I need to admit something. You you have chastised Heydad before for not watching Monday night football because he's not interested in it, given that we have a sports talk show. Yeah. I find I found myself in that category on Monday night. Really? I didn't watch any Monday night football this week. But I think there's a reason. I think it's because there was no Manning cast. A lot of people missed it. I don't care who who's playing. If that broadcast is going, I'll watch because they're going to make it interesting. I'll watch this one tonight because it's an awesome matchup. Yeah. By the way, DK Metcalf on the year, 20 catches, three touchdowns, 285 yards receiving. Averaging about 70 yards a game. Tyler Lockett still leading the way on that team team at 83 yards a game. He's also got three touchdowns. I have no idea. Like, I know the Rams are the favorite, but I also know the kind of home field advantage that the Seahawks have. And that makes me lean in the direction, getting two and a half points yeah. of Seattle at home on a Thursday night. They need this one. They've kind of struggled out of the gate a little bit. Yeah, they have. They
4: haven't been... Maybe as impressive as you would have thought. You missed one of the more hilarious things during that Monday night game, though, by the way. What did I miss? There was a weather delay. Oh, yeah. And, you know, if you're not familiar, you're probably thinking, wait, wait, so what? That is a $5 billion
3: roofed stadium, but it's not enclosed. It's not enclosed and therefore you are susceptible to the lightning rule, right? So the rare occurrence
4: of lightning in Los Angeles happened right before kickoff and there was a weather delay in a 5 billion dollar covered football stadium. They had a weather delay. Yeah. People are making fun of it and for a good reason, right? 5 billion dollars is 5 billion dollars. It never Never is a a big word, but it rarely storms like that in LA. Like, they don't get weather like that.
9: Yeah.
3: It's very, very rare.
9: Very, very rare.
4: But, I mean, could you imagine being the engineer in, in what is probably a special box somewhere in that stadium? And you sit down and you've got some other clients, people that want to build you to build their stadium or whatever, and you're showing them all your work, and you sit down in your seats, and there's lightning 30 miles away.
2: (laughs) The game gets gets delayed.
3: (laughs) Yeah. No good. No good. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Plenty more coming up with you. Let's talk some Razorbacks, the opponent for Ole Miss on Saturday with Chuck Barrett, the voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks. When we come back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 85. Tonight, mostly clear conditions, low around 63. A beautiful day for your finally Friday on tap. Sunny skies, high near 87. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 64. And looking into Saturday, sunny skies, high near 88. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
12: On game day, the Bulldogs bring the noise. And with the powerful towing and payload that F-150 delivers, you can bring whatever you want, whenever you need it. No wonder Ford F-Series is America's best-selling truck 44 years straight. The 2021 Ford F-150 and the Bulldogs, built for greatness. Visit your Mississippi Ford dealer or buyfordnow.com. Based on 1977 to 2020 calendar-year sales.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano. You're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Subsidiaries and contractors for Centene in Mississippi control health insurance benefits for about 480,000 Medicaid patients. The company recently agreed to a $55 million settlement after an investigation into whether they'd overcharged for pharmacy benefits. And now, Tim Moore, president of the Mississippi Hospital Association says Mississippi True has been working out a partnership with an insurance company out of Ohio.
9: Uh, We start looking for somebody that had a little more access in the arena of medicaid and insurance coverage mm-hmm. and we were able to find that a not-for-profit company and uh,
14: we'll be announcing that very soon the company would compete for a spot with other managed care companies and two individuals in two separate vehicles exchanged gunfire at the corner of Rodenberg and highway 90 in biloxi last night and an innocent bystander visiting for cruising the coast was shot in the chest no update on their condition has been given
2: When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from C Spire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. C Spire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Every size business deserves top tier IT solutions. Visit cspire.com slash business.
16: Oh, what fun. Mistletoe Marketplace. Join us November 3rd through 6th for the 41st annual premier holiday shopping experience at the Mississippi Trade in Jackson. As you may know, each year, Mistletoe Marketplace offers unique shopping and entertainment. We host special events throughout Mistletoe Marketplace that are sure to excite those young and the young at heart. Buy your tickets today to join the festivities. Funds raised through this beloved event make it possible for the Junior League of Jackson to host over 30 community projects and initiatives.
1: From the flatlands of Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Every minute worth waiting for. Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. We are joined right now by Chuck Barrett. He is the radio play-by-play voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks and is kind enough to spend a few minutes with us this afternoon. Chuck, always good to visit with you and I appreciate a few minutes of of your time. Let's just kind of start big picture as opposed to specific for this game. Last Saturday notwithstanding, How much fun has this been, and and maybe over the last two years even, the kind of the the Sam Pittman era, to see the, the change in culture and the return of excitement to Arkansas football?
17: Well, it's been fun to be around our football program again, and I think that's the thing that he's brought as much as anything. It was really obvious early on that things were going to be different. I think the players would tell you the first practice, let them know things were going to be different. But... You know, when we won at Starkville last year, that was a big win for us because we'd not won in a long time. And, yeah. um, you know, they won a couple of other ball games and should have won a game beyond that. So he's changed things in a hurry. And um, like a lot of teams, we've got some older players, and they're hungry to win, and they were hungry to win when he got here. So they were really coachable. And uh, his staff and, and Coach Pittman have just done a great job.
3: You know, I think there's a fascinating comparison between Arkansas and Ole Miss in that both of these rosters, when, when the new coaches came in two years ago, had some good players, but, but depth was an issue. And both of these head coaches, Sam Pittman at Arkansas, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, seem to have been able to get more out of, out of those guys. Do, do you see it that way when you look at these two teams?
17: Well, I think it's real similar, yes, and and I think that happens sometimes with teams. We saw it happen at Arkansas over 20 years ago when uh, Danny Ford was let go and Houston Nutt came in, and other programs have seen it happen, too, particularly when you've got veteran guys, when you've got older guys uh, who have not won. Uh, they are hungry to win, and they are coachable. Um, you know, the challenge for some of these new coaches is beyond that first year or two, Uh, How do you recruit and, you know, how do you stockpile for the years thereafter when, you know, it's going to be your players and and you get them from start to finish. But I'm not surprised that um, Coach Kiffin's done that at Ole Miss, and I'm not really surprised that Coach Pittman's done it at Arkansas because um, when you've got good players and they've not had success, um, they're hungry and they'll do anything you ask. And I think we've seen that with both programs, quite honestly.
3: Chuck, what do you think the mindset was this week for Arkansas post-Georgia game? Was it one of those kind of, uh, uh, oh, I guess it's cliche to say, you know, you take the game tape and you just throw it away and and try and forget it even happened and move forward? Or did they take a different approach to, to that loss this week?
17: You know, normally on Sunday when they go through their video, and Coach Pittman talked about this with me last night on his radio show about how normally they go through the good, the bad, and the ugly um and they didn't do that on sunday they just kind of flushed it and uh turned their attention to ole miss best thing about that georgia games it's over with and uh it's behind you and you move on to other things and you know for us it's a you know it's an eastern division loss and so um you know it's back to the west now and I really think when you look at both these programs, if we're all being real honest, it would have been nice to for Arkansas to beat Georgia. I'm sure it would have been nice for Ole Miss to beat Alabama. But I think both of us know in our heart of hearts that, you know, it's Alabama and everybody else right now in the division. But second place is wide open, and that means a good bowl game. I mean, a really good bowl game and the possibility of a 9- or 10-win season. And um, You know, the winner of this game Saturday can still – lay claim to that. They can still say that it's out there and it's still a goal. Uh, the team that doesn't win will have lost two straight, and all that yeah. comes with that. So uh, in many respects, this uh, this is a bigger game for both teams than last week.
3: I think that's a really good point that you make. And and I know we can't bury any of these teams yet, but Texas A&M, obviously Arkansas has the win against them, and and they've got issues on the offensive side, and LSU's a mess right now, and you're not exactly sure what you're going to get with Auburn, and Mississippi State seems to be playing a little bit better. I, I don't know that there are that many people that six weeks ago would have said, you know, in week, whatever this is, week six, I guess, Ole Miss and Arkansas... You you could be playing for a berth in the the Sugar Bowl or the the you know one of these other access bowls. It's crazy to think that the stakes of this game
17: could be that high. Well, there's certainly that potential, and obviously it's got to play out. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I wonder if this game's going to feel that way. There's 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 just no doubt about it. And you know the the fun thing I think for for us, and I'm sure it's fun for Ole Miss too, is. You know, particularly with Alabama behind you now. I mean, I'm sure you feel like you got a chance to win every game. And you look at Arkansas right now with Georgia behind us. You know, Alabama's still out there, but I think our fan base looks at every other game and says we had a chance to win that game. And you know, if you win the games, you got a chance to win. You're probably going to be playing somewhere around New Year's. And um, you know, again, the winner of this ball game Saturday can still hold that out there as, as a very real possibility. and The loser can too, but they're going to have to get after it.
3: Yeah, you're right about that. So when you look at Arkansas's pass defense, I think it's 129 yards a game that they're giving up. Matt Corral is throwing for a little over 300 yards a game. Total offense number is, is bigger than that. A year ago, Barry Odom's defense had such a... Good plan, and in a lot of ways, kind of put the blueprint out there for how to defend Ole Miss and and Matt Corral. What is version two of that plan, <laughs> or at least what would you guess it is going into this year?
17: Boy, it's 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 hard to say, but I bet there's going to be a lot of defensive backs out there. I feel pretty <laughs> sure about that. Um, it seems
3: like a safe bet, doesn't it?
17: Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, with, with with Matt Corral, I mean, you, he's he's like. Any great quarterback, if you don't put pressure on him, he's going to pick you apart. And um, you know, last year Arkansas gave him a lot of looks that I don't know if he'd seen before. And um, I'm sure that you know he's had a year to watch all of it and probably seen some similar things since then. So they'll probably have a wrinkle or two that's different. I, I, I think the biggest thing though for for, for Arkansas is uh, can you put some pressure on him? Arkansas has been playing primarily with three down linemen. If they do that again, can you? Can you put pressure on him with three? Uh, you know, can you bring some guys every once in a while and, and, and hit him and, you know, maybe get him off his spot? Um, I really think that's a, that's a real key this year because, you know, again, um, he's had a year to study and others have shown him similar things, I'm sure. And I'm sure Barry Odom's not going to show him exactly the same thing he did a year ago, but he hadn't called me up and told me and uh, maybe we will <laughs> clean now on Saturday, but he hasn't yet.
3: Well, uh, all I know is that was one of the most heroic performances I've seen by a, a linebacker. Grant Morgan played half of that game with about one arm and nearly had an interception one-handed late, and I think he had 87 tackles in the game. So uh, he'll be back there again. So we'll see how that plays out. Last thing I want to ask you about, K.J. Jefferson, kind of a local kid. I mean, Sardis, Mississippi, 30 miles from Oxford, North Panola High School. That's a place where I played in high school. Um, He's such a talent. He's a unique talent. In your mind, is it the running game and then the passing game? Is he a better passer than maybe people are giving credit for? Is it just big plays in the passing game, but accuracy has got to get better? What do you look at KJ Jefferson and see?
17: First off, he's a great competitor. Uh, he is a really competitive kid, and uh, that's what shines through more than anything. I know this is a big game for him. He didn't play against Ole Miss last year, and, you know, he's going into his own backyard. They kind of downplayed it as a team because they know that within him, I mean, uh, you know, he doesn't have to say it's a big game. Everybody already knows. He's got a really nice touch on the deep ball. I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, he, he really throws a nice deep ball he's probably got to get better on some of the short intermediate throws um sometimes you know the touch is not quite what you want it to be but his ability as a runner is what forces defenses to line up in a different way and uh because they have to account for him as a runner and uh you watch teams the way they play the box as a result of that and there are moments, there are going to be times when, you know, you're in impressed man as a result of all that. and You know, he's shown he can make throws, and, and at least Burks has shown he can get off press coverage. So K.J.'s really good in that area. But he's a really good runner. I think that, like a lot of quarterbacks, I heard Tim Tebow talk about this one time. He always said that a good run made him a better passer. And I think KJ's kind of like that. He he needs to run and get into the flow of the game. When he can do that, he, he's he's very capable throwing. They've not used him a lot as a passer because with the exception of the Georgia game, you know, they've not been behind and they've, you know, they they've been in control so to speak. So, um, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of moments where he's got to throw the ball. And he's got to do it in ways that go beyond just the deep route and uh, Jury's still out on that, but um, he really is a competitive kid, and I think that's that, that's what makes him fun to watch.
3: Should be a fun one on Saturday, an 11 a.m. kickoff in Oxford at Vaughn-Hemingway Stadium. Chuck, look forward to seeing you this weekend. Thanks so much for your time.
17: Always good to talk to you, Richard. Thank you.
3: Chuck Barrett, the radio play-by-play voice of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Good insight on the Hogs and a big game coming up on Saturday morning. It's kind of interesting hearing him talking about the potential stakes for this game and what it could mean down the line. Chuck joined us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. We will be right back.
5: the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon. Call them at 601-605-4443. Left Four delays 55 southbound in Madison County just past the Gluckstadt exit. Elsewhere so far, nothing outside of the ordinary, just your normal uh, after-school congestion. Buckle up and drive safe. This update is brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union, the best place to refinance your auto, home, boat, and more. Also take advantage of the free checking and mobile deposit capture only at River Trust Federal Credit Union.
21: Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? Quit wasting your time and get to Richland Mitsubishi. We are your pre-owned headquarters.
22: Yep, you heard that right. We've got an amazing selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and more all waiting for you. With such a huge selection of pre-owned vehicles, we're sure to have something for every buyer and every budget. Looking for a truck or Jeep? We have them. In two-wheel drive, four-by-four, diesel, every brand, every size, lifted and customized, we've got them. And don't forget about our amazing selection of Jeeps. We have Wranglers, Unlimited, Hard Tops, Soft Tops, Lifted and Kitted Jeeps for you to choose from. Plus, get a free 40-inch TV on us. Worried about past credit issues? Don't be. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved, no matter your past credit history. 100% 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Want to trade? Bring in your current vehicle, and we'll give you the best possible price for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. What are you waiting for? Get to your free-owned HQ. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit ridgelandmitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. See dealer details with approved credit. What's
18: my core value? Equity. Compassion.
15: Compassion
9: All the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk, Mississippi
1: 97.3. Talk, Mississippi, continues.
3: Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm, supertalktv.com. If you miss any of it, you can go back and grab the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go on demand to supertalk.fm and listen on demand. Arkansas's passing defense is second in all of college football. They are giving up 129.9 yards per game. In yeah. fairness. that, that Yeah. <laughs> They've got Georgia. Zach Calzada on there, and and Georgia didn't have to, didn't want to, and was cool with it. it threw eleven passes. Yeah. Um, There's some interesting, but but they played five games, and they've given up. Oh, what's the quick math there? Thirty six hundred fifty yards passing in five games.
4: Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. It's Pretty good,
3: uh, regardless of who you play. I mean, there's kind of a developing storyline
4: about Ole Miss's injury situation, especially on offense. I mean, Ming goes out for however long. We learned that last week. Yep. Uh, there's reporting out there that Jerry and Ely may miss the game. Caleb Warren's going to be out for the game. Uh, Jacob Springer. I mean, who knows if if he's coming back or when that that possibly is. Yeah, the Jake
3: uh, Springer thing is weird.
4: They just don't. I mean, the the injury secrets is just. It needs to be regulated like the NFL. I mean, it's not, it's really not going to give. What I don't understand about the Mingo thing is apparently some Ole Miss fans thought that the news can't get out because you can't let Alabama know. It'll give them an advantage. What kind of advantage? I mean, this player that we pre- prepared for is not playing and somebody not as good as him is going to be playing. You think that gives Alabama some kind of an advantage of. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, That's something to keep an eye on now, because the key to this game, I think, is for Ole Miss to be able to run the football successfully. If Arkansas is going to give you that three-man front, which they do basically to everybody now, but if they're going to do the same style of defense that gave Matt Corral such fits last season, the best way to get them out of that is to run them out of it. And no, Ole Miss is not near as talented up front as Georgia is, but we saw what Georgia did to that defense. That's the key to the game. And now you might be down a running back. Luckily, it's an extremely talented running back room, and Snoop Connor is underutilized. And, you know, maybe they'll have to be forced to hand him the football this week, which will be good for them. But so,
3: Ole Miss ran for 200 yards against Arkansas last year. But it was a weird stat line. Jerry O'Neely had 23 carries for 112 yards. Momo Sanogo had a carry for 47 yards. That was on a fake punt. Wasn't it a snap to He was like an up-back snap to him, and he ran for a big play. Am I remembering that correctly? Yep. Snoop Connor had 15 carries for 40 yards. Matt Corral ran it 12 times for 29 yards. Elijah Moore had one carry. Tylen Knight had a carry. So... 200 yards, but really more like 150 yards rushing. What's the number that Ole Miss needs to run for on Saturday to feel good? If they run for 150? What's their average per carry? And by the way, the game against Alabama, first time Elaine Kiffin coached team at Ole Miss had not rushed for 100 yards in a game. Wow. I'm not so much
4: worried about yards. It's how effective it is so. So tell me the yards per carry average, and I tell you if they win or lose the game. Essentially, if they're having success at it, I don't care if it's two hundred and fifty or one hundred and fifty. Just if they're able to do it and stay on schedule, then you get your quarterback. You give him opportunities and plus downs to throw the football down the field. You know you're, you're going to win most of your games if you're all best. I mean that's the recipe. So if they're running for five plus yards per carry, four and a half, five, five and a half, maybe even more. They're winning the football game. If they can't run the football, and their offensive line struggled last week, down a man now, there's a
3: real chance they don't win this game. Yeah. So, Ole Miss rushing it for 2.44 a game. They're giving up 2.16 on the ground. Arkansas running for 2.23 a game. And uh, Ole Miss through the air throwing for 305 yards a game. Arkansas throwing for 192 per game. So we'll uh, we'll see. Somebody sends us a message that says if Ole Miss runs for 150, they win by 14. We'll see. We uh, we we will see. This has been a, a fun series. It's been a competitive series. It goes back to 1908, and it's one of those um. It's one of those deals where it's been played in a bunch of different places. Fayetteville, Little Rock, Oxford, Memphis, New Orleans, Jackson. And a lot of different places that this game has been played through the uh, through the years. And it was played with regularity in the 50s and 60s. And John Vault was... Dominant against Arkansas to the point where Arkansas wasn't really interested in continuing to play that game. Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at Supertalk.fm. One hour in the books.
1: Your home for all the sports you love in the state Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Pros. I'm Rich Denison. The
13: CIA is increasing its focus on China.
16: CIA Director William Byrne said in a statement they're making adjustments to the CIA's organizational structure. That includes the formation of a China mission center. The statement says this center will focus on quote, the most important geopolitical threat we face, an increasingly adversarial Chinese government.
13: Fox's Jessica Rosenthal. Senate leaders say they have a plan to extend the government's borrowing authority into December, averting a default experts warn would harm the nation's economy. Finland's suspending the use of Moderna's coronavirus vaccine in men under the age of 30. Pointing to an unpublished study undertaken in the Nordic region, they say it found younger men had a slightly higher risk of experiencing heart inflammation. Moderna says most cases are mild and catching COVID is more dangerous. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News.
7: Physical Therapy and Balance, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, wants to help you fight the fall. They are offering a free, over-the-phone fall assessment screening. Now through the end of October, the assessment will be able to determine your potential fall risk. Physical of Jackson understands the importance of good balance for independent living and want you to be able to love your life. Call Physical of Jackson at 601-487-2260 today for your free over-the-phone fall assessment screening.
14: You're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Mississippi's congressional delegation is backing the state's request for a federal disaster declaration in the wake of Hurricane Ida. In a letter to President Biden, the entire delegation is urging him to approve Governor Tate Reeves' request that would open up individual assistance to eight Mississippi counties and public assistance for 19 counties. Hurricane Ida left over $22 million in damages across the state and resulted in three deaths and 10 injuries following the washout on Highway 26 in Loosedale. And human remains were discovered in Itawamba County on Monday. According to WLBT, two boys found the remains that Fulton police believe to be Mark Cobb, a 25-year-old man that was reported missing in January of 2020. The remains were found in the woods in the Tilden community off of Highway 25 South. At this time no cause of death has been determined and the investigation is ongoing. Stephen Gagliano, Super Talk Mississippi
15: News. Don't text and drive and give our farmers the space they need. Just like you, Mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones. Thank you from your friends at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation.
0: near you
14: visitors from across the country have descended upon our state for cruising the coast, and Karen Connor with Coastal Mississippi says the crowds continue to grow.
7: It opens their eyes up. They're like, wow, I had no idea that this was, you know, there was so much diversity here from the attractions to the experiences to the restaurants from the culinary experiences, amazing casino resorts. So again, it's that wow factor. So it's events like this that are crucial to continuing to grow our tourism within this region.
14: On the COVID front, this morning's report from the Mississippi State Department of Health includes just over 1,100 new cases along with 10 additional deaths. To date, 9,778 Mississippians have passed away from COVID-19. Overall hospitalizations continue to decline and have now dropped below 400 after reaching a peak of nearly 1,700 in late August. The number of patients in the ICU is now below 100. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi
6: News. At Mississippi Veterans Affairs, our mission is to honor our over 185,000 Mississippi veterans and their dependents with superior service care and assistance. MSVA's hallmark remains our Mississippi Veterans Homes at Collins, Jackson, Kosciuszko, and Oxford, serving approximately 600 veterans with our award-winning teams providing compassionate and specialized care. MSVA is now accepting resident applications and hiring for all nursing positions at each of our four homes. For more information on our veterans' homes, visit msva.ms.gov. That's msva.ms.gov.
16: Trustmark Checking fits you to a T Use
22: the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your Truck to a tent Make mobile payments at retailers from
23: Tampa to Tacoma
22: And with new Plus Checking, you'll even get discounts on trips Trip? Ah, oh, hey, you stole my line You need Plus Checking
16: It has identity theft protection, too oh. Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. Yellow
9: here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
1: Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you, Sports Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
3: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, online at supertalktv.com. Richard Cross and Michael Borky, thanks for being with us on this Thursday afternoon weekend just around the corner. You want to be a part of the conversation? Join us, won't you, on the C Spire text line at 601 879 Four three nine five. If you're a parent, you already know your kids are online for everything. That's why Ceasefire is providing award-winning parental controls from Bark, free with any Ceasefire wireless plan. Learn more at slash bark We are coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios, Pearl River Resort, home of the sportsbook at Time Out Lounge. Give them a call or. I may not give them a call. You can check them out online at pearlriverresort.com. Give them a visit. We'll get uh, all of your, all your action in for the weekend before we make it to the weekend. If you're a Mississippi State fan, get the weekend off. Might not be a bad way to spend a Saturday. Perhaps a little golf at Dancing Rabbit. Maybe a little time at the Sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Borky, your Twitter question today is uh, an interesting one. Thursday poll. Who is the third-best quarterback currently in the Southeastern Conference, assuming some combination of Matt Corral and or Bryce Young are the top two? I was thinking about it this morning some.
4: Uh, because, I mean, look, there was somebody that replied to that that said, according to stats, Rodgers is number one. Well, use your brain and your eyes. Matt Corral and Bryce Young are the best two quarterbacks in the SEC. They are, regardless of what your fandom tells you, they are. Um, but after that, who is it? Because while there's been some valid criticism about the the average depth of targets, my favorite thing to use, uh, the state offense, in, especially in their losses and in the Louisiana Tech game, just we're not explosive enough, not throwing the football down the field enough. A lot of the yards were empty calories, if you will. I mean, great efficiency and stuff, but it wasn't leading to points. And it wasn't productive. It was just numbers with no production. It's changed a little bit over the last couple of weeks. They're moving the football. They're pushing it down the field a little bit more. And when you look at the numbers, yes, high efficiency. And yeah, well, Rogers has thrown double the passes that Bryce Young has, for example. Literally doubled him up. But, you can't argue with the efficiency. can't argue with the total. You can't argue with the touchdown-to-interception ratio, 14-2 to off the top of my head, if I remember correctly. Who else in the SEC would you take right now besides the two at the top? Can you make a definitive argument? Anybody, any fan, because you know Arkansas fans are going to say Jefferson's first, and... Uh, well, not even yeah, AM not. fans can talk about Calzada, but you'll get that from different fan bases.
3: But when All you right, really so, so, boil it down, who's number three? Well, okay, so what are the quarterbacks that we're talking about? So so if you take Matt Corral and Bryce Young out of the equation, you're talking Will Rogers at Mississippi State, Connor Bazelak at Missouri, Max Johnson at LSU, who I think should absolutely be in the conversation Sixteen touchdown passes, four interceptions, fifteen hundred yards through the air for Max Johnson this year. Talking about Bo Nix at Auburn. I mean, can you even have Georgia as part of the conversation given the fact that it's been kind of split between JT Daniels, who's still pretty banged up, and Stetson Bennett the fourth? Yeah, Daniels just hasn't been on the field enough to even count him. You know, we might get to a point. Somewhere later in the season, we'll see where Hendon Hooker enters the conversation. You got Emory Jones at Florida, Calzada at A and M, Will Levis at Kentucky, Eh. whatever South Carolina's doing now. Ken Seals at Vanderbilt, KJ Jefferson at Arkansas. So really, there's some guys that you can mark out, or teams that you can mark out. You can mark out Vanderbilt. You can mark out South Carolina. You can mark out Kentucky. You can mark out Texas a and You can mark out Georgia. You really can probably mark out Auburn. And so the conversation is, and, and, and Basilac has not been great this year. I mean, Auburn Missouri has, is not good. No. Uh, and Auburn's got a fool's goal
4: field to them. I mean, when you look at, I mean, they're 4-1, they're ranked. Went into Baton Rouge and won a game. Usually, you would think, well, they've got to be getting great quarterback play. But it, there, there's definitely fool's gold to Auburn right now. Uh, they should have lost to Georgia State in a game in which he was benched. Um, really unproductive offensively, yeah, completely unproductive offensively in Happy Valley. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. Go ahead and go ahead and cross him off. He's not there
3: right now. So, so your your debate is Will Rogers. Max Johnson, K.J. Jefferson, Emory Jones. I think Emory Jones just isn't doing anything in the passing game, but he's really good in the running game. Right, and so Florida fans would
4: probably say, oh, of course he's clear, but I don't know. Um, I think we'll look up at the end of the season, and, and Hendon Hooker will have put up numbers in games that are impressive. I don't know how he didn't win the job. Maybe he's not a great practice player. But he is head and shoulders better than the guy that uh, allegedly beat him out for the starting job. Head and
3: shoulders better. Certainly. I mean, look. I mean, Milton's got all the talent in the world in terms of arm strength and physical tools and whatever. But he can't hit the broadside of a barn. He's incredibly inaccurate, doesn't make great decisions. And just wasn't helping his team. So, um, so the the answer to the question for me is yes. Definitively, it's Will Rogers, who is you know statistically the best quarterback in the SEC. But if you said who's the best quarterback in the SEC, as we were talking, I, I think you probably would go Bryce Young, Matt Corral, or Matt Corral, Bryce Young. And I, I'm and so, fine with either so one.
4: If you flip them, whatever. I'm not going to argue
3: with you. Will, uh, Borky, how about this? Now, he has played in one more game. Matt Corral has 125 pass attempts this year. Will Rogers has attempted... 284 passes. <laughs> More than doubled him up. The second most attempts in the SEC this year are from Connor Bazelak. He's got 198 pass attempts. That is 86 fewer attempts in the same number of games than Will Rogers. Yeah. I, th- I think the rest of the SEC...
4: In part because, I mean, you know, they did lose to Memphis. That did happen. Uh, they did lose to LSU. Uh, that kind of keeps you behind in terms of this conversation. But I think a lot of people are very much underappreciating the start he's had. Richard, if he continues on this pace, just this pace, seven or 372-ish yards per game, if I remember the math I did this morning, he will beat Dak Prescott's record. By 700 yards. Now, I, I understand that the volume is much higher than that of Dak Prescott or Mullen, but still, it's, it's no. Will Rogers, Borky, is on pace to throw for 4,464 yards in the regular season. That's 700 more than Dak Prescott's single-season record at Mississippi State. Yes, with the volume being the discrepancy. But when you compare him to others, I, th- I think Jefferson is a good runner. He's been banged up, didn't complete the A&M game. He's not consistent enough. Yes, he throws the football down the field more often than Will Rogers, but there are times where KJ Jefferson will throw a deep ball and you think, my gosh, like that kid's going to be a star. And then the next throw is, whoa, maybe there's a reason that Ole Miss nor Mississippi State recruited him after all. I mean, he's wildly inconsistent right now. It's one thing you can't really say about Rogers at the moment. He's consistent. Maybe he doesn't take enough risks. That's a valid criticism. He's consistent, though. He completes his passes, mostly around the line of scrimmage, but he does it.
3: So Will Rogers in 2019, last year. I'm sorry, 2020 last year. Through for I should probably remember this, 1,976 yards in nine games. All right. Sorry. I was doing math as we were doing this. That's all right. The all-time record for passing yards in Division One college football belongs to Case Keenum. He threw for 19,217 yards. All right. So, again, Will Rogers averaging 372 yards a game this year. If you do that for 12 games this year. And again, bowl games factor in, so that could be an additional two or three games that that we add into this number, and maybe it's not even close. But without the postseason, and adding in his yards last year, so if he averages 372 yards a game for this year and three more seasons, plus all-time passing leader, 19,832 yards, he would eclipse Case Keenum by 500 yards, 600 yards.
5: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center, with two locations serving you in Ridgeland and Brandon, call them at 601-605-4443. Two left lanes blocked southbound on 55, just past Northside Drive, an accident there causing the delays. Also, uh, congestion uh, north southbound on 55 in Madison County, just south of the Gluckstadt exit. Elsewhere, nothing out of the ordinary. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers, 601-353-5217.
19: Learn more at AmerigroupMS.com.
24: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Ready for fall? Callaway's has everything you need, from beautiful fall color plants, pumpkins, and wheat straw, to trees, shrubs, soils, and mulches. Callaway's has just received another huge shipment of ceramic pots. All sizes, all colors, all 40% off, no exclusions. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies, and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm-fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. We offer bulk soils for do-it-yourself projects. Callaway's offers landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is...
7: Callaway's is... Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is.
6: No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust
0: Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster
21: it's a sale over four decades in the making Kelly's 43rd anniversary sale get up to $300 off our everyday low prices plus take 60 months to pay with no down payment furniture trends have changed a lot since 1978 but Kelly's never goes out of style stay on trend and on budget with this amazing anniversary offer up to $300 off plus 60 months to pay with no down payment at all Kelly's locations
1: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. To Sports Talk Mississippi. Are you ready? On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm. And always on your local Super Talk Mississippi station.
3: check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. 20 minutes after Ford can only mean one thing. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. Lee, what's up?
25: Hi, everything's good. Uh, what a great time of year, watching some some postseason baseball. Got uh, hockey starting up on Tuesday, the week after that. The NBA. I may not talk to my wife until January or February at this rate.
3: Does that make her happy?
25: Sometimes, nah. I'm just kidding. She, <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Uh, the game last night, she walked in in like the fourth inning, and I'm sitting in the man cave. And she sits down, and sometimes she'll sit for ten or twenty minutes. She didn't leave until like thirty minutes after that game. So she uh, she enjoyed it. that. Was one will of a game last night.
3: You get into some action on the uh, on baseball.
25: So steer, steer okay so here here's the deal here's what happened. So for about the last 15 years, I used to do baseball, football, basketball, baseball. Stopped doing baseball just because it was probably 10% of my income and you know I wanted June, July and August to take some time with the family and and then always gear up and watch a lot of tapes, you know, spring games and start studying some games from last year in football. So it's a funny story. So my the oldest daughter, she was the one that cheered at Miami, she's 24. Her boyfriend was in law school, and he comes in one day watching games on Sunday. He asks me, he says, do you do hockey and baseball? And I'm like, no. I actually, I just started adding MMA because one of the guys in my office is a former MMA fighter and does well at it. I said, but I'm interested. He goes, well, there's a guy in my class. This guy's like a savant. He goes, he doesn't even pay attention class and get straight A's. All he's doing is figuring out uh, baseball and hockey. So we touched base two years ago. I monitored all his plays last year. And to make a long story short, I also saw my picks at covers.com. There's a little less than about 37, 38 handicappers there. He won hockey. $100 hundred to five hundred dollar better made over twenty two thousand dollars last year with him <laughs> and wow. in baseball we're number three in the last four months he started off ice cold and then he started figuring he's into the spin rotations and things like that and we're number three right now out of out of 31 handicappers so doing it all there here you.
3: If you want it you can uh, go to paramountsports.com what's the deal this week
25: so we've got October four weeks it's th- 297. Football, we're having a great year, and we won it last year at Covers, that in hockey. And then uh, baseball, uh, you can get through the World Series, just 97 bucks. Just decided to make it for a real cheap price because I know if I win for people, they're going to want to come back and want to be with me for three or four sports.
12: Very good. Very good.
25: Let's yep.
3: dive in and talk about some games yep. this, uh, this week. This old Miss-Arkansas game. Uh, lines moved a little bit. Uh, There are probably some questions about health on both sides in this game. Huge game for both of these teams coming off big losses
9: last week.
25: And maybe different types of losses. Now, neither team is going to win the game. But Ole Miss, what they tried to do with Lane Kiffin, he played to win. And you had to go for it on fourth down. So... Just think that, you know, (laughs) when you play to win, sometimes you lose by a larger margin. So I think Ole Miss is going to be one of those teams when you look back and you say, wow, they could beat every team similar to them in talent but couldn't play with the big boys. And I think they have more talent and a better quarterback than Arkansas. I think Arkansas caught Texas at the right time and then just hit on some plays against A&M and caught them at the right time with uh, injury at quarterback. So I'm going to go with Ole Miss. I think they win this game
3: 34-24. 34-24, so relatively close and maybe a little mm-hmm. lower scoring than uh, than some of the games you'll see with Ole Miss uh, this year. Really fascinated by the game in Lexington. What a scene last week, uh, at yep. Kroger Field for the Kentucky Wildcats. They knock off Florida. Uh, now they're going to try and make it two weeks in a row where they knock off a giant. Kentucky is favored. LSU is teetering on the brink of disaster. Cats are a field goal favorite at home. Do, do we like the number here?
25: Well, uh, I'm kind of rooting for, for LSU. <laughs> I have a feeling Miami is going to need a new coach, and if LSU keeps losing. Well, that, Ed Ogeron
9: be may be available, Lee.
25: <laughs> no, no thanks. Ed Ogeron was here in Miami, and uh, although I saw him not a couple times, inebriated at a couple clubs, didn't you see think? him. He supposedly got in a couple fights, so uh, uh, he, he made his rounds here. So I, I just think that um, they are better LSU off of a loss. Just for some reason, they take that mentality and they come back strong. Uh, You know, Bonick's got, I mean, he hit on some plays, just some miracle plays against them. They're better on the road, believe it or not. Everyone thinks of this home field invincibility. It just doesn't exist anymore for LSU. 14 and 3 run against the spread on the road. And um, I didn't like the play calling from Florida last week. I thought it was poor. I thought that they weren't ready. Maybe they had like a two week hangover. Uh, last time, Kentucky was favored over at LSU all the way back in 1999. Uh, Kentucky's better as a hunter, not the hunted. I like LSU. Wrong team favorite,
3: 23-20. Mm, what a buzzkill for the folks at the Bluegrass State. I mean, we're, we're talking I
21: opening weekend at enough.
3: Keeneland, and yeah. they get their basketball pro day at a <laughs> sold-out stadium for the – ah, oh, that's no good. No. Uh, I, I don't think I care – what the number is the rest of the way until we get to the SEC championship game. Right. I'm laying points with Alabama. They're a 15.5 right. point favorite against A&M. Am I crazy for thinking about it that way?
25: No. I mean, Nick Saban has, has dominated former assistants. After throttling the, the lane train, he's now in 24 straight. A&M's offensive line been totally exposed. Uh, Calzada's I mean, just get rid of the ball too late. He just holds on to way too long. Bryce Young might win the Heisman by default. I mean, who's, who's the number? I, I saw the number two guy, might so might be Matt Corral. Is that true?
12: That's
5: what I've seen that's, as well, yeah.
25: Yeah, I mean, it's, that's scary. So um, I think the A&M defense is good, just not Georgia good enough to keep the game close here. Another saving assistant goes down. That's 25 if you're counting in a row. Down goes Jimbo, Alabama,
3: 45-14. Ooh, 45-14. Yep. What, about, uh, what about the Georgia Bulldogs? Deep South's oldest rivalry, Georgia. 14-and-a-half point favorite against Auburn. This one feels like it could be a little weird. I mean, I think Georgia clearly is the better team, maybe by a lot, but that's a game where kind of weird stuff happens sometimes.
25: I don't know. You know, Bo Nix, I don't think he's going to get away with with freelancing versus this defense. So maybe some other defenses you can. He does that. He's going to take some big sacks, throw some interceptions. This defense is scary good. They're allowing just 2.3 yards per carry, 4.7 yards per pass attempt. They um, they've only allowed 23 points on the year. He always put up six points last year when Georgia won 27 to 6. I was watching that game again. Georgia's better this year. doesn't make any difference whether Daniels or Bennett plays quarterback. Georgia big,
3: uh, 34-7. All right, 34-7. So the uh, the rich get richer again this week when you're talking about Alabama and Georgia. It is Locktober. That means $297 for the rest of the month of October. That gets you college and the NFL. And if folks want to try you out this week and maybe aren't ready to commit, uh, you'll give them a game, right?
25: Yeah, they can get uh how about this one should be a really good one the Saints in Washington uh right. been hovering around a pick'em. Most people can't figure it out. I think I uh, I've studied it and got the right side. Just call 800-400-9741 to get that game for free. There's a lot of other big games going on in in college football and the NFL. Uh go to the website. I make a bunch of free pick videos on the high profile games. You can watch uh my take on Iowa Penn State. Oklahoma, Texas, Michigan, Nebraska, and the NFL, Kansas City, and Buffalo. What a game that should be. So check out those videos. They're up and available for free. And, like I said, October 297 or baseball through the World Series, $97, ParamountSports.com.
3: Lee, we've got a minute left. I want to to throw two things at you. One, give me a game that you are in love with that we didn't Mm -hmm. talk about. And two, give me a lean on this really interesting matchup tonight in the NFL with
20: Seattle and the Rams.
25: So I take the Rams here. Uh, How about this? They had 16 sacks three games last year. I don't think Seattle's improved that much. I'll stick my neck out where some other people won't. I think Russell Wilson's going to ask out uh, of of Seattle at the end of the year. I don't think they're much better than they were in the past. He's just able to keep making plays, and they should have been down 14, 17 points in the half last week. And another game I like in the NFL, I like Pittsburgh a lot. I think this line's really come down. Looks like Drew Locke will play quarterback. I'm not saying Pittsburgh's any good. I've figured them out. This is the one team I've gotten right or wrong, uh, whether they cover or not each week this year. And uh, after going against them here the last three weeks, I think they're going to they're going to cover against Denver, and uh, they're going to really intimidate that young quarterback Drew Locke, here. Teddy Bridgewater. He's the only guy that that has a chance here. Pittsburgh uh, by a touchdown.
3: You want a bunch of info, or you want to sign up for service, ParamountSports.com is where you do that. You can find the phone number on the website if you got any questions. You can call Lee. He will actually answer the phone. Lee Sterling, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks,
25: Richard. Take care.
3: Lee Sterling joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. So he took Ole Miss to win and cover, Georgia to win and cover, LSU, he said wrong team, favored in Lexington, and he took Bama to win and cover big. Sports Talk Mississippi will be right back.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 85. Tonight, mostly clear conditions, low around 63. A beautiful day for your finally Friday on tap. Sunny skies, high near 87. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 64. And looking into Saturday, sunny skies, high near 88. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service. Your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
16: This portion of Sports Talk Mississippi is sponsored by Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs.
11: A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering store wide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced 50 to 60%, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas, or take up to 12 months to pay, interest-free, with approved credit. DNS and s Diamonds and Jewelry, 144 Market Street in Flowood, in front of J.C.
13: This is Home Answers Radio, and my guest today is Trey Jackson of Bulldog Construction. Trey, if a business has uneven sidewalks, they're asking for trouble.
6: The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Ready, hit, hop, hop.
21: Monster oh. Jackson is second the competition with an all-out seating split. <laughs> you'll feel like you just scored a touchdown with the savings we're offering on every new and pre-owned monster in stock. Get 0% financing for 36 months on all new monsters. That's 0% on every new monster in stock. Plus, get your first year of oil changes on us with every new monster purchase. There will be no false starts when it comes to your credit approval. Our team of credit specialists are here to get you approved. No matter your past credit history, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade-in? Bring it in. And we'll give you top dollar for it. Even if you don't buy a vehicle from us and buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty. So come in today because we're blitzing the competition and saving you big at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our own new state facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com
14: With your friends, i see you for details. I'm Stephen Gagliano. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi's congressional delegation is backing the state's request for a federal disaster declaration in the wake of Hurricane Ida. In a letter to President Biden, the entire delegation is urging him to approve Governor Tate Reeves' request that would open up individual assistance to eight Mississippi counties and public assistance for 19 counties. Hurricane Ida left over $22 million in damages across the state and resulted in three deaths and 10 injuries following the washout on Highway 26 in Loosedale. And human remains were discovered in Itawamba County on Monday. According to WLBT, two boys found the remains that Fulton police believed to be Mark Cobb, a 25-year-old man that was reported missing in January of 2020. The remains were found in the woods in the Tilden community off of Highway 25 South. At this time, no cause of death has been determined and the investigation is ongoing. Stephen Gagliano, Supertalk Mississippi News.
2: Go with the home team. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better.
16: Join us November 3rd through 6th for the 41st Annual Premier Holiday Shopping Experience at the Mississippi Mart in Jackson. As you may know, each year, Mistletoe Marketplace offers unique shopping and entertainment. We host special events throughout Mistletoe Marketplace that are sure to excite those young and the young at heart. Buy your tickets today to join the festivities. Funds raised through this beloved event make it possible for the Junior League of Jackson to host over 30 community projects and initiatives. out here.
1: Did you hear me? This is Sports Talk. This is sports Talk Mississippi.
16: Woo! I say sports fans.
1: Now, here's more on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: of the fourth inning in Houston, Astros, such a lovable baseball franchise, leading 3-zip over the Chicago White Sox. Game's on FS1 if you want to watch it. Richard Cross and Michael Borky with you. Ben Ingram will join us to begin the 5 o'clock hour, so about 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes from right now. He is in Milwaukee. What you do with an off day in Milwaukee? Go play golf? A lot. It's a great city. You spent much time there? Ben. It's incredible. What are you doing in Milwaukee? I've been a lot of places. I've been everywhere. I'm not questioning I've been a lot of places. I just. Milwaukee seems an odd place out of, you know, all the spots you could go. I have a,
4: a lot of family in the region. Ah. In Wisconsin? Great Lakes area. When I was a kid, took a boat trip around. I say when I was a kid. I was a teenager. It just feels like forever ago. Uh, Because you're getting old. I'm getting old. I'll be 30 in a few months. Um, Yeah, five months from 30. God, that sucks. I'll be 41 in less than a month. Yeah, that's worse. (laughs) <laughs> no, we did, we did Detroit, uh, all the Great Lake big cities
3: when uh, when I was growing up. It's pretty cool. Go figure, a guy eleven years older than you, but so much less injury prone. Yeah, well, I actually do physical activity
4: from time to time.
3: Yeah, Daily, didn't really fact. tell though, because <laughs> like you break your stuff. You're actually on a pretty good string though, right? I mean, you've been like oh, yeah, six been months without spraining or breaking anything. Yeah, I've
4: also really uh, toned down the intensity of my exercises. You know, the thing about losing weight, you can exercise all day long. If you don't eat better, it doesn't matter. And so I thought that I could just work out really hard and do high-intensity stuff and eat whatever that you know what I wanted, and I would lose weight, and I wasn't losing weight. And it's like I magically change my diet and bring in less calories, and I start losing weight, and my workouts are far less intense.
3: No, you, you see, you're you're awful on me though when when you say, you know, physical activity. I am constantly doing something, and most of it is outside. I just don't go to the gym and I don't run. Yeah, I understand. I don't I don't like it's not my thing. I
4: don't like gym environments. I don't know. If I'm gonna be straining and struggling and sweating and whatnot, I don't want
3: strangers around me doing the same thing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean I've been within fifteen pounds of the current weight that I am for twenty years. Yeah, that's fine. See mine fluctuates too much. I wasn't blessed
4: with great metabolism, so I gotta uh, got do something about that. It's worked out. There you, Especially there you go. Especially in the little the little guy loves it. He freaks out when we put him in the running stroller. Oh man. It's his favorite thing. So he likes that doesn't he? Oh he loves it. So it keeps me uh keeps me
3: inspired to, to do it, I guess. Hey what'd you make of Lee's picks? He's got Alabama, no sweat. Georgia, sounds like no sweat. Ole Miss had them winning by 10. And and the whole LSU-Kentucky thing is interesting to me. Boy, doesn't that outcome scare Scott Woodward to death? Oh, you know it. Oh, you know it. But it feels like...
4: I'm not going to say Kentucky's fool's gold, because that's not true. They're 5-0. and They have a win over Florida... They're not a bad football team at all. I'm just not inspired by any of their wins. And you can only play who's on your schedule, but they were all close. Where Points were at a premium, which, you know, it's their style of play, all that good stuff. But I would not at all be shocked if LSU went in there and won. I really wouldn't. I think Kentucky is on the same plane as the majority of the SEC, where everybody can beat everybody Everybody's got flaws. We talked about it yesterday. I think I truly think Kentucky's there, and LSU going in there and winning will not shock me any little bit at all. Wouldn't shock me at all.
3: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't think shock is the right word. I just want to know. You know, the thing that I think I want to know with LSU is that locker room in. Like, are are they on board? Are they on board with Ed? Are they on board with playing hard, or they still kind of got some issues in there? Because Max Johnson is playing fine at quarterback. They're just atrocious on the offensive line. Terrible. Cannot run the football. You want the SEC stats? Here's LSU team numbers. On rushing offense. Where is it? 137 attempts, 353 yards. That's in five games. They're averaging 2.58 yards per carry. Their longest run of the season is 26 yards. 71 yards per game and just two rushing touchdowns. All right, Mississippi State is last in rushing offense, but they are averaging more yards per carry, have one more rushing touchdown, and are only 14 yards a game behind where LSU is, despite having 40 fewer attempts on the season. Florida leads the SEC with 292 yards per game rushing. Tennessee is second at 255. That was somehow aided by their 400-plus yard rushing performance last week against Missouri. Feels inflated. Ole Miss is 243 and a half per game on the ground, and that came back down to earth. Came down about 60 yards from where they were going into the
20: Alabama game.
3: Yeah, if
4: you told me, so I changed my
3: take from earlier about average, about yards
4: per carry. If they hit their average, I think they're winning the game. I was curious about his pick, though. I think
3: that. that like the yards per carry average? Or yards yeah, per Yeah,
4: I, I said forget that. If they hit their average per game, I think they're going to win 243 yards? Yeah, if they get to 243, I feel pretty comfortable about them winning that football game because that will just open up everything. Yeah, uh, maybe for, by a lot. For Matt Corral. But I, I think. You know, maybe we're just learning about this and nobody will confirm it, which is why it's not been part of the conversation, but the injury bug has hit the Ole Miss offense. And can they overcome that? Because, I mean, let's be honest. The offensive line was not good going into Alabama. Alabama didn't expose them. It made them look terrible. I don't think they are that bad, but they struggled with penalties and pressure in the first three weeks as well. They did. I mean, Lane Kiffin mentioned it after the first game second game, and third game of the season before they played Alabama that they're not good enough up front. Arkansas's front six is one of the better ones in the league. Uh, and now they're without Caleb Warren. It's it's something that I think people need to start talking about a little bit more than we have so far, even if nobody will confirm it on record. It's clear something is going on injury-wise with the running back room and at an offensive line. Yeah. Which, you know, remember that transfer that nobody talked about right before the season from South Carolina? Had like, what was it, nine starts at guard a year ago at South Carolina on the offensive line? Transferred to Ole Miss? See, look, you're confused. You don't even remember it. Nobody talked about it. Now that looks like a big deal. Because at least you can plug and play a guy that has SEC experience, if need be, without Warren.
3: Yeah, maybe so. Yeah, no, I mean, look, for all the offseason conversation about Ole Miss and Matt Corral and the offense and Jerry O'Neely and what the receivers were going to do and a good offensive line group returning, I mean, from that group a year ago, you got Royce Newman in the NFL. Is there anybody else that did not return? No, it was four of the five and they added a transfer
4: with 26
3: starts at the Power 5 level. Humana has not been great. No. Um, there was kind of a secondary storyline for Ole Miss, and it was depth. If you listen to Lane Kiffin, he talked about being worried about depth. He liked the first group. After that, eh, not so much. Well, some of that depth is now being tested. But Caleb Warren, he was kind of the backup that could play multiple spots, right? Or was he starting in that group? Porky? No, yeah, I think you've got it. Yeah, he was the guy that you could kind of plug into different spots. Um, but you need that guy, especially. I mean. All five of Ole Miss's offensive linemen? I, mm, I'd i have to go back and look at the participation chart and the snap counts. I think all five offensive linemen played every play of the game against Alabama last week. I don't think they made a single substitution on the offensive line during the game. Well, now they're going to have to. You'd like to kind of rotate some guys in if you're able. And Mingo's extended-ish period of time? If Jerian Ely's banged up, I mean that—that's the position group where you've got some wiggle room. Harris probably becomes the starter, and you would think it means Snoop Connor gets more carries, which really needs to happen. Sports
5: Talk Mississippi will be right back. From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations serving your glass needs in Ridgeland on 51 North End and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive. Crossgates column at 601-605-4443. Left lane still blocked southbound on 55 just past Northside Drive and starting to see some congestion build up 20 westbound at the stack out past Gallatin. Otherwise, things looking pretty good. This update brought to you by River Trust Federal Credit Union where you can enjoy the lowest interest rates on loans and free checking accounts only at River Trust Federal Credit
6: Union. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
10: You wanted it, and it's back. Vicari Auctions is returning to the coast for the 25th anniversary of cruising the coast. Four full days of auctioning bliss. Mustangs, Kudas. Chevelles, woody wagons, all for sale at the Carry Auction. October 6th through the 9th. Hundreds of the finest collector cars are expected to cross the auction block and over 700 memorabilia items offered. The Carry Auction has something for everyone. everyone. To register or get a sneak peek, visit thecarryauction.com.
11: A year like no other deserves an event like no other. So that's why DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering store-wide savings of 25 to 60% off during our 32nd anniversary event. Many items are reduced fifty to sixty percent, including stackable rings, pearl strands, and estate jewelry. Even engagement rings are reduced. A small deposit holds your selection for Christmas, or take up to twelve months to pay interest free with approved credit. VNS Diamonds and Jewelry, One Forty Four Market Street in Flowood, in front of J.C.
12: At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus for free auto battery testing and free installation, too, on most vehicles at most locations. See BatteriesPlus.com for
19: details.
16: Into good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's radio happy hour weekdays from two to three p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven
1: point three. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State. Let me put it to you this way: right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. So you told me the story this morning of the uh, the 23-year fugitive? Yeah, 23-year fugitive. And this story broke
4: last night, which confused some people, myself included, because I thought this guy was spotted at the Dodgers game last night. Turns out he was spotted at a Dodgers game in 2016, but now the U.S. Marshals are asking for your help if you have it uh, to i you know figure out where he is now but there's a guy his name is John Ruffo or Rufo R U F F O and in the late 90s he was convicted on a 350 million dollar bank fraud scheme and was sentenced to 17 and a half years in prison he never showed up to serve his sentence he bonded out and never showed up I don't know how that happens, but it was able to happen. $13 million of the three hundred and fifty have always been missing. They were not able to recover that, so they assume that he got it. The last time he was seen was in November of 1998 at an ATM. That's the last picture they've had of this guy. Turns out, though, in 2016, thanks to a tip they got from somebody that was at this Dodgers game... Uh, They were hosting the Red Sox in 2016, behind home plate, second row, there he is. And so the picture's out there now, if you were at the game or whatever, you can find out, but this guy's been on the run for 23 years. He hasn't been photographed since 1998, and now the U.S. Marshals believe he was sitting one row back of home plate at a Dodgers game in 2016. And now they're looking for him again. They've always been looking for him, but it's heated up again.
3: All right, so is there an update to this story? We just got a message on the ceasefire text line that says, Today they said, not him. I have not seen an update other than the one I'm looking at from CNN. Okay. Can you imagine living as a fugitive for two decades At some point, do you forget that you're a fugitive and just kind of start living your life? Or are you careful every second, every minute, every hour of every day?
4: Oh, it's a shame there is an update. They found the guy, and it's not him.
3: Oh, you, they f- they found the guy
4: from the game from they five found years the, ago? It's, and that, that blows my mind right there. That from this image, a grainy image of a fan two rows back, they found him, and it's not him. But could you imagine well, looks, being that guy hanging out in your living room or whatever? Yeah, tough day for that guy. Just I'm kicking back. I'm, U.S. Marshals bust down your door.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> uh, it's been a tough few weeks for uh, for bald guys with beards too. Every single bald guy with a beard out there is getting plastered all over TikTok, and he's uh, Brian Laundry. So. This guy knows their pain. Yeah.
3: Like I, I, again, so, so so he makes out with thirteen million, which gives you some flexibility. There's no way that guy's still in the United States, is there? You would hope not, but if he is, that's remarkable. I mean you take 13 million with you and you disappear. The um, the the brother of of the guys that, that they did the documentary on Netflix recently the the cocaine cowboys from the the 80s and the 90s and the brother that just disappeared with his wife is like he has been gone for 25 or 30 years now. Nobody's seen him or heard from him since. It's checked out. Yeah. Things got hot, everybody else kind of hung around, either tried to evade the police or serve their time or whatever. He was like, I'm out. Somebody says plastic surgery could have helped, I, I guess. But where do you get that?
4: I mean, I guess you have to go to a foreign country. Uh, yeah, but- yeah. You
3: know, if you get $13 million, you can probably find a way to find a surgeon that will do what you need done. Yeah, uh, There's apparently a documentary you can
4: watch about this But there was a, I believe a mother and son combo That used fake passports to get out of the country And they lived in uh, Was it Holland? Anyway, lived in Europe somewhere And were doing okay until the passports expired Because you you can't renew a fake passport And that's when they decided to turn themselves in Because they were stuck Couldn't travel, couldn't do anything anymore Mm. but did it for years
3: on fake passports, got out of the country somehow. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll circle back to the sports landscape when we continue with you. The college football fix is coming up. So is our conversation with Ben Ingram from the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. We'll be right back.
1: Super Talk, Mississippi, Mississippi. Super powered Talk,
13: by your three professionals, at the East Street Foes, online at I'm Rich Denison. An agreement struck by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Republican Leader Mitch McConnell would increase the debt limit by $480 billion, a figure needed to extend the Treasury's resources until December 3rd.
0: McConnell offered the short-term deal hours before Democrats were again going to force a vote on a debt limit suspension through most of next year. Republicans have blocked that proposal, arguing Democrats can raise the debt limit on their own using the same reconciliation process underway for a multi-trillion dollar spending bill. Fox's Jerry at Halpern on Capitol Hill.
13: United Airlines is adding flights for the holidays.
24: In December, United expects to offer more than 3,500 daily domestic flights, which is 91% of the capacity compared with 2019 and the most since the pandemic started in March of 2020.
13: Fox's Jenny Casola, America's listening to
21: Fox News.
23: along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation.
13: Tico's Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
8: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors, offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or
14: used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina in Ridgeland. I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Pfizer's COVID vaccine is fully approved for those 16 and older and remains authorized for emergency use in kids between 12 and 15. As Fox's Evan Brown explains, that
5: could change. Pfizer is officially requesting emergency authorization for kids as young as five, saying that when they get two rounds of a lower dose, they develop robust immunity against coronavirus disease.
14: And on the Senate floor discussing America's withdrawal from Afghanistan, Senator Roger Wicker said that testimony from our nation's top top
22: military leaders made clear something he'd known all along. President Biden not only ignored their advice, which he has the power to do as commander-in-chief of the
11: armed forces, but that he then misrepresented that advice to the American people.
14: Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff General Mark Milley told Wicker that the withdrawal has caused damage to American alliances around the world.
15: Don't text and drive and give our farmers the space they need. Just like you, Mississippi farmers want to do their job and return safely to their loved ones. Thank you from your friends at the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation.
13: Have you seen the Mississippi Lottery Powerball Jackpot? What
21: would you do with that much money?
13: Did you know Powerball draws three nights a week and the jackpot keeps growing until someone hits the perfect combination? Each play is only $2 and for an extra buck, you can get the chance to multiply your non-jackpot prizes. What are you waiting for? An invitation? Well, here it is. Play
14: Powerball
0: and have fun, y'all gambling prom. Call 888-777-9696.
14: Lane Kiffin's get your popcorn ready comment may not have paid off with an Ole Miss victory Saturday against Alabama, but the Rebel head coach won't have to pay for popcorn anytime soon. Kiffin posted a picture and tweeted his thanks to both the Ole Miss and Alabama fans that decided to send him plenty of popcorn following the team's 41-21 loss to the Crimson Tide. This Saturday, the first 5,000 fans inside of Vaught-Hemingway Stadium will get free popcorn of their own. And while cruising the coast may take place in South Mississippi, Executive Director of Visit Mississippi Craig Ray
24: says the event truly benefits the entire state. The guests that are driving down from the north, they're coming down on I-55 and they're stopping at our welcome centers along the way and and getting fuel and restaurants. When you have this many people, 100,000 people and these entrants driving in from all parts of the state, they're visiting
14: all parts of the state. The event runs Through sunday steven gagliano super talk
2: mississippi news when it comes to your business it solutions smarter is better Meet the Authority from C Spire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. C Spire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Every size business deserves top-tier IT solutions. Visit cspire.com slash business. Hey there, it's Jake Mangum. I love baseball, Mississippi, and Farm
23: Bureau insurance. Throughout my
22: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
7: Nothing brings people together and forms a lasting bond like
1: sports. Sports Talk Mississippi. Covering your favorite teams like no one else. On the Super Talk app, supertalk.fm, and on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station.
5: Five o'clock
3: hour with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Richard Cross and Michael Borkey on this Thursday. Thanks for being with us. You want to be a part of the show, you can do so on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. You know that we would love to hear from you. We're excited right now to hear from Ben Ingram, the radio play-by-play voice of the Atlanta Braves, joining us from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yesterday was a travel day, which means today was an off day before the business begins tomorrow. What do you do to? Uh, what, what do you do to entertain yourself on an off day in Milwaukee before the playoffs get started, Ben?
20: Well, did uh, got a little bit of breakfast this morning, got a three mile run in, and I'm standing outside the third base dugout right now, watching the team go through a workout. So, not a bad little day. Overcast here, which is fine because we have a roof here. So, um, looking forward to tomorrow, man. Everything's uh, everything. Everybody's pretty excited and ready to get rock and rolling in this thing.
0: I thought
3: you were gonna tell me about a great day on the golf course or, or something <laughs> like that. I'm I'm a little disappointed, you know, breakfast or run and ball ball practice.
20: I know it. I know. Well I got well see it, I got four months to do all that. Do some business here and then uh one are those things over with, we'll get off the golf course a little bit.
3: How much business is gonna be done by the Braves over the next month?
20: Well, this series I really like for Atlanta. I like this setup a lot. I I think these two teams really interesting these two teams. Because the Braves came here in May and took two out of three. And at the time, the Brewers were, I think, a game over five hundred, And then they had a 620 winning percentage the rest of the season after that series. Then you fast forward to end of July. Uh, Brewers come to Atlanta. They took two out of three. And at the conclusion of that series, the Braves were a game under five hundred, And then they played 667 winning percentage baseball the rest of the year. So it almost was like a springboard for both teams, the two different times that they saw each other. So I think that the way that the Braves finished the season is really encouraging. They played the best best baseball in the last two months of the season. So uh, tons of experience for the, for the Braves in the postseason. I think that goes a long way, too. And this is a Brewer team that, while they've got some good uh, good sticks in their order, they don't do all that well versus breaking ball pitchers. And The Braves throw two of them out there in games one and two in Morton and Freed. And I, I think that's going to be a really intriguing matchup with those two teams that way.
3: Ben, I'm, I'm curious if, if this season – and obviously we gotta to wait to see how it ends. You know, how, what the, if there's a storybook ending to it or if it's a, a deep run into the playoffs or whatever. But this was a year where I feel like the expectations were high. The injury bug bit plenty of times along the way. Team may not have played as well kind of from one through 162 as people thought it would. But scratching and fighting and figuring out a way to win the division, does that make it almost more rewarding to get in the tournament?
20: I think so, and I I talked to Snid about this about a week ago, and I said, I know you hate ranking these things, So they've now won four straight division titles. I said, I'm not asking you to rank them one through four, but does this one stand out? Is this distinctly different? And he said, this is very unique. He said, this one is probably the most uh, grueling that they've had, and it's it's hard to go through 162. Whether you win or lose, it's tough to get through 162. Um, so for this team to go through the injuries that they did, you could just see the relief on their face when they finally won the division, because this didn't seem possible for four months of the season. Um, they didn't really start playing ball until August. They made those trades at the deadline, things started to turn around, and fortunately they were in a division where that that had played to their advantage. I think if this team had been in another division, you might have said, well, it's a really good finish for the Braves, but uh, they didn't have enough of the first four months, and that's why they're not in the postseason. But. Uh, you play the hand that you're dealt. and They're in, a, in the division that's set up for them to to be a team that could tread water for four months and then turn it on in the last two months. And I think that's incredibly rewarding. And I think they roll into the postseason with a different mentality. From what I witnessed the last three seasons going to the postseason, there's there are high expectations. I don't really get the sense that they're a team that that feels like they have much to lose, which is weird to say because they've been here three years in a row. This is year number four, but. They go into this thing now as the road team uh, for the first two games, and if there were a game five, it would be here, back here in Milwaukee. And, and I think they're playing a lot looser given the circumstances, which is really weird to say, but that, that that feels like the case this season compared to the last two years.
3: Can you imagine what it would be like to have been born in 1997 to be at the ripe old age of 24 and to have a future in front of you like Austin Riley has?
20: Oh, man. I, I can't imagine Um <laughs> You know, it's uh, what is season. thinking about it like that? Thinking about that, I mean, sky's the limit. I mean, the the season that he just put up, you'd say, well, that's a career year. But then you throw his age in there, and you say, wow, he he could do this a lot more times. He put himself on historic list this season. He became the 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 third third baseman in Braves history in terms of uh, homers, RBIs. uh, I want to say, and slugging, no average homers and RBIs. Um, as as Chipper Jones and Eddie Matthews. I think they're the only three guys, third baseman in Braves history, who had hit 300, hit 30-plus homers, and had 100-plus RBIs. And he's doing that at 24 years old. Those other two guys are Hall of Famers. Um, Watching him every day, I knew that he was going to be a good ball player. I I would find myself defending him back in the offseason and early this season when there are people that would say, well, the Braves need a new third baseman because Riley just can't hit a slider, and he's going to be a guy who hits – some home runs, but strikes out a ton. And I thought to myself, this guy is 23, turning 24 years old. But we, we can't jump the gun on labeling what this guy is at such a young age. And and I think when it comes to RBIs and homers, what he did this season was what I expected. But he far exceeded expectations in the in the average department. I mean, he's a triple crown winner for the team. I mean, this is a team with Lionel Acuña, Freddie Freeman, and Ozzy and a long list of really good ball players. So. Really thrilled to see what he did, and he came so far defensively as well. He turned himself into a Gold Glove, a Gold Glove caliber third baseman. So, um, very excited to see him, and he's definitely an MVP candidate. To me, he ought to be a top five MVP candidate in the National League.
3: Yeah, I, I can't disagree with you on that front. Two things here. This is kind of a—I I don't even know that it's a question. I'm kind of looking at those big four with Albie's and Freeman and Riley and Swanson. They played in 156, 159, 160, and 160. So that's remarkable from those four guys to get that much consistency throughout the course of the season. I guess my question is about Dansby Swanson because, Ben, I think it was a year, maybe it was two years ago, where we were having the conversation of, you know, is it really going to work with Dansby? And it feels like he has finally settled in. I mean, he's an old man now at 27 years old. Is that how you would characterize where, where Dansby is at this point?
20: Yeah, I think so. And I think the biggest thing that plays into that, Richard, is where he was drafted. If he were a yeah. guy who were taken in the fifth round or whatever it may be, you'd say, wow, this is really turning out well. you got an everyday shortstop who's going to hit 25 or more bombs, and you can put him wherever you want in the order and feel good about it. But given the fact that he was taken number one overall, and while it wasn't number one overall by the Braves, it was still a number one overall pick by the Diamondbacks and then traded to the Braves. Even though he was traded, I think those expectations carry over. He's always going to be that guy who was taken number one in the draft over Alex Bregman and over others. So, fair or unfair, those expectations will be there. I think this season, being there every single day, I think hitting 27 home runs, um, I think that I think you finally said, okay, this could work every single day. I know he'd like to drive his average up and cut down on the strikeouts. So I thought he did a slightly better job of that at the end of the season. But i always like to have a full season like that. I think defensively he came a, a pretty good ways. I wouldn't say that he's the gold glove uh, favorite in the National League, but I think he's come a long way defensively. So that goes a long way, and those guys, like you said, are out there every single day, and that's why they were able to put up the numbers that they put up because they were healthy all year. And while it was very unfortunate to have the injuries to Darno and Acuna and Swanson, the good news is your entire infield was healthy the entire season. That went a very long way.
3: Yeah. How much fun did you have this year, kind of being in the chair every day and it being your gig?
20: It was, I mean, everything you'd expect it to be. And and having that coincide with fans coming back, um, us traveling. We started traveling in August. We've been traveling for the last two months. and Fortunately for us, all all my favorite stops, for the most part, were were backloaded to the end of the season with San Diego and San Francisco and, and some other places. So we got some really good destinations along the way. But it was a blast for me. Um by the time it was all said and done, I want to say I did 145 games play-by-play, play and I'll have the postseason games. and That's all I ever wanted, and I always thought that that was going to happen. It's just when and where, and I'm just so fortunate that it happened here. And um, It's an organization that I've been in since 2007, counting my time with the Double-A Ball Club, and it's just really rewarding to see all that work pay off and get to do this. So I hope it's the first of many years just like this, because I can't imagine doing anything else.
3: Ben, I know you're not going to say anything bad about somebody else, but I got to get your reaction and, and curious if you've ever had a moment even comparable to that of John Sterling the other night. Long time radio play by play announcer for, uh, for the Yankees. Spent mm-hmm. time in Atlanta years and years ago. You know, your style and his style are are drastically different, but he has carved out a niche for himself. You ever had anything quite like what happened with him where he called the home run and then goes, wait, what did I miss? What did I not see?
20: Yeah, you know, I don't know that I've had anything quite like that because that happened in a wild card game. It's the only game in town. I mean, that, that, that was it. Yeah. To, to me, I felt so bad for John because he, they were calling that game from a monitor. And that's, that's the Yankees. And if other teams are traveling, why aren't they? I think they were they
3: finally in Boston the other night. He was actually there the oh, other night. Oh, really? I, okay, yes, well, I first time I other of city field.
20: Well, then, um, yeah, yeah, I hate that. And I, he's a guy who's been there for a very long time. And at that point, that changes everything. But, yeah, that's that's one that you hate to miss. And that's Fenway's left field. And maybe you, you see the ball go up into the lights. There wasn't – and I'll, I'll say this, because there was a game that we had this year – at Fenway, where I was calling off a monitor, William Contreras—it was, was a bad game. It was ten to two or something like that. We're trailing, and
3: hey, we got um, fifteen seconds left.
20: I'll just say Contreras hit a home run. It went up into the lights, and I had no idea where it went, but I was watching off a, off a monitor. So that—that's that's my story when it comes to losing balls at Fenway. Hey,
3: you're the best, Ben. Thanks for your time. Good luck this weekend.
20: You got it, man. Thank you.
19: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. That accident on I-55 has been cleared, but expect some delays between Old Canton Road and Briarwood. Otherwise, no other accidents or breakdowns to report. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers today at 601-353-5217.
21: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at
1: binnelson.com. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value Family. As a father daughter team, doctors Michael Carter and Catherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to CarterSledgeDental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family.
3: I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
18: There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie.
10: You wanted it, and it's back. Vicari Auctions is returning to the coast for the 25th anniversary of Cruising the Coast. Four full days of auctioning bliss. Mustangs, Kudas, Chevelles, Woody Wagons All for sale at the Carry Auction October 6th through the 9th Hundreds of the finest collector cars are expected To cross the auction block And over 700 memorabilia items offered The Carry Auction has something for everyone To register or get a sneak peek Visit vicariauction.com
1: Where Mississippi comes to talk. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Sounds good. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: With you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Appreciate Ben Ingram joining us from Milwaukee to talk some Braves baseball and other stuff. It was funny. We were talking about John Sterling a second ago, and he said, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, call the game off a monitor. Nope. Nope. He was at Fenway. (laughs) And Ben goes, Oh, well, that changes
9: everything.
3: (laughs) Ben's one of those guys. You're not going to get him to say uh, an unkind word about anybody, but uh, always good to chat with Ben time right now for the college football fix college football fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers visit your local Mississippi Ford dealer to test drive a Ford f-150 44 straight years as the number one selling truck in America. And the 2021 version is spectacular. Smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Again, test drive one. Get behind the wheel at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. On this day. What was this day? Well, on this day, Georgia Tech and Cumberland College met on the football field. It was October 7th, 1916. Georgia Tech delivered the most lopsided blowout victory in college football history on that day, 105 years ago. 222 to nothing. 222 to nothing was the final score. Let's go inside the numbers, shall we? 15 turnovers by Cumberland, Out of a total of 45 plays from scrimmage, one-third of all of their plays resulted in turnover. Nine of them were fumbles. George Murphy coughed it up four times, while three other players had at least one fumble. Six interceptions thrown by Cumberland pass throwers. I think they were two of 14 passing with six picks. At least they got those two. Imagine what the score would have been had they not. I'm sorry, it was two of 18 for 14 yards with six interceptions. Um, of the 15 turnovers, seven were returned for scores. Georgia Tech had five pick sixes and two scooping scores in the game. Georgia Tech scored on its first play. After winning the coin toss, they elected to kick off. Cumberland forced a punt, 20-yard punt. Returned for 18 for a net of two. And on the next play, George Everett-Strupper took the ball on a left-end sweep and scored. There were six kicks returned for touchdown by Tech in the game. Four punts, two kickoffs. 24 total touchdowns by Georgia Tech that took either one or zero plays. (laughs) Of the 28 offensive plays run by Georgia Tech, that did not go for touchdowns let's see 10 of the 28 offensive plays run by Georgia Tech did not go for touchdowns they only ran 28 offensive plays two Georgia Tech plays took three uh three drive took three plays to score Georgia Tech did not face a fourth down in the game There were no first downs made by either team. You hear that, Borky? Zero first downs made in the game. Cumberland either punted or turned the ball over on every set of downs it had, while Georgia Tech scored a touchdown on every set of downs it had in the game. Georgia Tech did not have a single play that went for negative yards. Georgia Tech scored 63 points in both the first and second quarters of the game. Could you imagine watching that? Georgia Tech did not attempt a single pass in the game. They had 978 yards rushing (laughs) with no turnovers. Jeez. And the coach of the Georgia Tech, the, the Ramblin' Wreck, the Yellow Jackets, a guy named John Heisman, who was also the baseball coach. Peter Burns tweeted this. I don't understand entirely the tweet. Cumberland's baseball team, Cumberland College baseball team in 1915 beat Georgia Tech 22 to nothing. And Georgia Tech's baseball coach was so upset that he somehow convinced Cumberland to play a football game the next year, despite the fact that they had shut their football program down the year before. And Georgia Tech's baseball coach was also its football coach, John Heisman. Remember when uh, when that used to happen?
4: Could you imagine what it would be like right now if Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach had to coach baseball? You get on base, you're stealing. You just just go. Just keep running. Analytics tell us to do it. (laughs) Mike Leach's pitcher meetings would take two hours. Just talking about stuff.
3: (laughs) Jeff says, how did Georgia Tech have two kickoff returns for touchdown when Cumberland didn't even score? Um. So what, it would have been the second-half kickoff they would have gotten, and I don't know. I'm just going off what uh, the NCAA.com story is telling me. Could have been different rules back then. I did not fact-check all of it. There are a couple of questions that ask how they get two kickoffs. It's a reasonable question. Maybe a kickoff after a safety? Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah. That that seems to be the... Uh, that, seen, that's what we're going with anyway.
4: Have you seen some of the old videos from, like, just not even that long ago, like 1950s NFL football? Uh, yeah, I'm R- Richard, I would have been a professional football player back then. They are oh, yeah. so not, not huge guys. Small and unathletic. Like I, me, in this current form, would have been a professional football player around that time. It's shocking how much has changed, and not I mean, it hadn't been that long. It's a long time ago, but there are people alive today that were alive then in some of these old videos you get to see. I mean just the sheer size and speed of these people is so funny.
3: Give me a current college football coach that you would feel comfortable also coaching your baseball team. Mike Leach coached baseball. He coached youth baseball growing up. I remember him telling us about that. Yeah. Didn't didn't Hugh Freeze play college baseball? Yeah, maybe. I think he did. At Southern Miss? I think, I thought so. I'll have to Google that. Okay. Is there another one you can think of
4: that you would feel comfortable with? I, oh, honestly, let's be real here. Nick Saban. Because you got to give Saban you got to give him credit for one thing. He's not afraid to hire accomplished
3: and intelligent. Nick Saban has two coaches on his staff that were NFL head coaches last year? Last year. Bill O'Brien and Doug Marone were both head football coaches in the NFL last year. And they're on Nick Saban's staff this year, to your point. Steven Turner says Ron Polk to coach football. Maybe that's the more interesting question. What current head baseball coach in the SEC would you feel most comfortable also coaching your football team?
4: I think my answer is Saban because I just I believe that what he would do no, is no, no, just no, hire. I, fl- I,
3: I flipped it around. What current baseball coach would you want? Would you feel most comfortable coaching your football team? Hmm. I mean, if it was Tim Corbin in between quarters, he'd have all the guys that aren't playing doing jumping jacks out on the 20-yard line. So I'll pass on that one. He sure knows how to work uh, special advantages like some
4: places get in college football, though. It's got to be the right fit. What about Lamonis? We need to ask them that in the spring. Hey, if, if John or Keith told you you got to
3: coach football, what would you do? All right. We'll file that one away. Michael in Poplarville says Scott Barry. Yeah, I'd, I would trust Scott Barry. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. That's your college football fix. We'll be right back.
6: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 85. Tonight, mostly clear conditions, low around 63. A beautiful day for your finally Friday on tap. Sunny skies, high near 87. Friday evening, mostly clear, low around 64. And looking into Saturday, sunny skies, high near 88. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. In the metro area the houses talk hey jan how's it going today hey barney you're not sold yet no my shutters need replacing my
18: floors need unbuckling my boudoirs need updating
6: well my person called will white with the price and will white said the price was right no updating no nothing I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. If your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please
12: listen carefully.
10: Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where garden mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South
6: in Richland. Gulf Seafood Outlet, your fresh seafood headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet, seeing is believing with up to 14 types of saltwater fillets. Gulf Seafood Outlet, Highway 51 in Richland, just past Lake Harbor Drive, 601-790-9407.
14: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Pfizer's COVID vaccine is fully approved for those 16 and older and remains authorized for emergency use in kids between 12 and 15. As Fox's Eben Brown explains,
5: that could change. Pfizer is officially requesting emergency authorization for kids as young as 5, saying that when they get two rounds of a lower dose, they develop robust immunity against coronavirus disease.
14: And on the Senate floor, discussing America's withdrawal from Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Senator Roger Wicker said that testimony from our nation's top
22: military leaders made clear something he'd known all along. President Biden not only ignored their advice, which he has the power to do as commander-in-chief
14: of
11: the armed forces, but that he then misrepresented that advice to the American
14: people. Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, told Wicker that the withdrawal has caused damage to American alliances around the world.
1: Now, back to Sports Talk Mississippi.
22: Say that again.
10: Please say it.
22: Now back to Sports Talk Mississippi. Sorry. Poorly timed joke, completely inappropriate.
1: On Super Talk, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs>
3: be on to something no idea what his politics are advances or the suggestion but he might be onto to something he says hey boys I've got it Saban for president he'll fix the country and we get him out of the SEC West Hottie toddy hail state and gigum got two there and one going wow Whew. bless your bank account good sir Indeed.
4: Indeed. Yeah, that's a good idea, though. I mean, we, should, we should plant in Sabin's head that he's tried the NFL thing and that failed. At this point, he's not going back. He's too old for that. Not too old for politics, as we've learned. My gosh, the age of our politicians just keeps going up and up and up and up. So that's not a deterrent. Let's get that in his head. Hey, Coach, you ever thought about running for office like Tuberville? And then he scoffs at it at first, and you ask him again, hey, coach, you know, you see some some gridlock in Washington where apparently our leaders don't really know how the Senate process works, even though they've been in the Senate for decades. You should go up there and fix it. Ah, oh, I don't know about that. I'm just a football coach. And then he gets home at night and, you know, pulls out the newspaper because he still reads the newspaper and Miss Terry's there <laughs> and you know, he reads about gridlock and then understands that he's in a high-tax bracket and he wants to go up there and fix it. Because nothing frustrates that guy more than not following a process. And we've got a process in this country that's, you know, all over the place at the moment. He needs to go up there and fix it. And what will happen is we can have fun on Saturdays in the fall in the South again. Once we convince him to go run the country.
3: (sighs) You're, you're wishing it into, into
4: existence, just aren't
3: you? We just need to pay
4: like Michael Casagrande or something, whoever covers the team, to just drop it in there. You'll get a dirty look. You'll get some. Un, you'll get a rant or whatever, and people will post it on Twitter and think it's
3: funny the way he talks look, to the media. I, look, I, I, look. I mean, I'm focused on one thing right now. I, like the time he was asked about.
4: Uh, does he talk about voting with his team? And he was like voting. He he knew what they why they were asking because it was election day. And he was like voting for what? <laughs> like come on, Nick, come on, man, <laughs> just do that
3: perpetually. Oh, coach, you'd be great at it. Yeah, we need you up there, not around Look, here. I don't, I don't know if he could win or not, but I know that he'd get a lot of votes in the South, regardless of the political party. <laughs> just get he was representing. Does that mean you don't
4: get to coach at Alabama anymore?
3: Yes, sign me up, please. Yeah. All right. Here's what's happening in the NFL this weekend. It, the the slate is not great, but it is bookended beautifully. Rams Seahawks tonight. Then you get to Sunday, eight thirty Central Time AM kickoff in London at the Hotspur Stadium, which is spectacular, by the way. Jets and Falcons. The game, not so much. Poor Londoners. That's what they get. They have not seen a matchup
4: between teams with winning records in London yet. Hmm. I don't think they've seen a team with the. I know that's a fact. They have not seen a matchup between two winning records yet. I think it even goes further than that. I don't think they've seen one team. I could be wrong. I know they haven't seen two. And yet they still fill the place up and the, the... Town goes or town, the city goes nuts for that game of year that they get. Packers Bingles at noon. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll take that. Burrow's been special. I mean, it's almost like that special season was not because of the head coach, but mostly because of an elite level
3: quarterback and great play calling associated with it. But hey. How about getting into an NFL game for twenty eight bucks? Lions, Vikings. Lions zero and four. Vikings one and three. At noon in Minneapolis. Broncos at Steelers. You know that stadium You're... in Minneapolis is killing birds.
4: By the way, is it? It's right next to a river, and yeah. it's got that glass front.
3: Yeah, and migrating birds are flying into the stadium. <laughs> Your Lee Sterling picked the Steelers in a a pick'em game with apparently Drew Locke playing quarterback for the Broncos. Yeah, there's something happening in in Pittsburgh. And
4: Mike Tomlin was defending his quarterback because, of course, he was, and he's getting roasted today because he said he's their best option and stuff like that. The Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger, it feels like he's done. Uh, he's just not the same player he used to be. And they're going to be in the quarterback market, and some lucky guy is going to get drafted into that roster, which is still a good one in that culture. You want to talk about if you're a top 10 pick at quarterback, you're begging to fall to Pittsburgh wherever they are. Sure beats Atlanta. And maybe the Steelers end up trading up, which I think they will. Uh, But. I mean, that's a great spot. I mean, last year you look at Jacksonville and the Jets, and it's just not a whole lot of Chicago. and just places that are not good football organizations right now. And if I
3: like the direction the Jets are headed. I do too. It's just tough. And Bucks you, are a 10-point favorite at home against the Dolphins. Saints and the Washington football team in our nation's capital kind of – out did Landover, land over. Saints a small favorite in that game, two-and-a-half-point favorite.
4: Getting healthier, Yeah. Offensive line, they're still missing two starters, but they should be at full strength defensively,
3: which obviously quite good. Anything we can do to give Sean Payton a little more trust in Jameis? Yeah, man, I, man.
4: Just let it rip. Let it rip. They, he tried to win that game – Against the Giants with 21 points, you're not going to win NFL games with 21 points. Even with that defense, it's just not going to happen. You got to keep scoring.
3: Panthers are a three-point favorite at home against the Eagles. Fishy line alert, perhaps. Tennessee four and a half point favorite at Jacksonville. The twenty-eight dollar uh, price to get in the door in Minneapolis is not the cheapest. You can get a, go to that game in Jacksonville for twenty-three bucks. You can get in in Houston for Patriots-Texans, a couple of one-and-three teams hooking up for $25. A little bit different story out in Vegas with the Raiders and the Bears. That could be fun in the afternoon. Afternoon slate's a little bit better. So the morning slate, not great on Sunday. Afternoon slate, Bears-Raiders, Browns at Chargers, both off to a 3-1 and one start. Giants-Cowboys, Cowboys touchdown favorite. Dallas has been playing well. But Daniel Jones is he actually looks okay at quarterback for the Giants. I know they're one and three. No, his numbers are very good.
4: He he's not their issue. You know, people making jokes about Danny Dimes and stuff, and I've even heard some NFL people say they gotta move on from him after this year. That roster is filled with issues and they are not the quarterback. You just want to keep cycling quarterbacks without addressing the other needs, that's fine. But in three years, you'll be looking for the next one, too, because you didn't address everything else. Jones is fine. Will he win you a Super Bowl? I don't know, but the rest of your pieces are not there yet anyway. Yeah, he's
3: certainly not going to win you a Super Bowl with that roster. No, so build the roster first. I mean, when you think about the Giants winning Super Bowls, they had great defense, great edge rushers, pretty good running game, difference makers at receiver, And a quarterback who made big plays in big moments. Niners at the cards. Arizona's a five-point favorite. Arizona 4-0. And then how about Sunday Night Football? Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills in Kansas City to take on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yes, please. Chiefs have been struggling just a little bit. Yeah, but... Yeah, but. that's a pretty good Sunday night game. Oh, I'm all in. Ooh, and since the Bills lost their opener to the Steelers, they lost in Week One to the Steelers. They did. They have been dominant, including a forty to nothing win last week. Buffalo lost to the Steelers by seven on opening day. Two of their last three wins have been shutouts: thirty-five nothing at the Dolphins. 43-21 over Washington, and it really wasn't that close, and then 40 to nothing against the Texans. That's a good football team. Yes, it is. That is a good football team. And then Monday night football, Colts at Ravens. Eh, did not do a whole lot for you. Great Thursday night game, great Sunday night game, Not a great early slate on Sunday. Afternoon games, pretty entertaining. Sports Talk Mississippi. We will put a bow on the Thursday edition of the show when we come back with you.
19: The Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all of your glass needs. That accident on I-55 has been cleared, but expect some delays between Old Canton Road and Briarwood. Otherwise, no other accidents or breakdowns to report. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers today at 601-353-5217.
18: or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business.
8: Beyond the Headlines on Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
1: Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Your new home for exclusive sports coverage here in the Magnolia State.
22: How do you like that? I love
1: it. On Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Well, we got a busy Friday coming your way tomorrow. Luke Johnson will join us. We'll talk some Southern Miss as they get ready for a game with UTEP. We will have our high school football preview with Will East and Steven Gagliano. Uh, Bruce Marshall will join us for his regular picks segment on Friday's. And uh, we'll talk uh, a little more in depth about Ole Miss and Arkansas as we get ready for that ball game. Of course, we'll get all of your text messages and we uh, me have some other fun stuff to roll in. And in the middle of all that, it's a Food Friday. Yeah. May or may not hear
4: from Mince. It just depends on where he is on the World Series of Poker. Because
3: so that's what he's up. doing right now. <laughs> Trey Schapp is going to join us tomorrow afternoon from uh 103.7 The Buzz in Little Rock covers the Razorbacks. You know, Trey. So we'll have him during the show as well tomorrow afternoon. And uh, and look forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So you got a couple of uh couple of college games coming your way tonight. You got the uh, NFL game with Rams Seahawks, you got playoff baseball. Not much of a game right now, as uh, Houston is leading the White Sox 6 nothing in the bottom of the seventh inning. Boston and Tampa Bay just after 7 o'clock tonight. Game is on FS1, and Forky is excited about a World Cup qualifier between the United States and the Jamaican bobsled team. The reggae boys, yeah. It's the uh, the fourth of 14, so it's still
4: extremely early. But One for the money, two for the show. We are Jamaica. Go, go, go! <laughs> they haven't had a bad result yet, but they're lacking in good ones in the uh, in the first. So season. you're two saying draws it's a, and a bunch win. of ties, two draws, and a win. Did get a win. Uh, Love the lineup tonight, though. Pool is six hurt, so he's not here. But otherwise, I mean, uh, Ricardo Pepe, which is just a great name to say. He's 18 years old. Uh, gets the start tonight. He's awesome. Uh, I can't wait to watch him in particular. Uh, he's a guy that. So he was a dual citizen. This is actually a really cool story. If you hate soccer but you love this country, it's a cool story. He uh, he grew up in El Paso and had family on both sides of the border and was a dual citizen. And when it came time to decide what country he wanted to play for, because when you're a dual citizen, you can choose which one you can play your international for. Uh, he was raised in the in El Paso and played for uh, what is it the DC or not? It doesn't matter. In an MLS system in Texas, and when he made his decision, he said he chose the United States because this was the country that gave him everything he has today. And so why would he play for anybody else? And that quote is awesome. I love this country because the story's like his, and he's 18, representing us tonight,
3: and he's incredible, and I can't wait to watch him. So, All right. C-Spire text line can't beat a name like Pepe. Yeah. I agree. I mean, he hey, plays like it, too. There are a couple of texts about the uh, Nick Saban for president thing. I'm an Alabama fan, and the idea of Nick Saban being president is awesome, but if people thought Trump's rants were bad, wait till Saban doesn't get his way. That's from Chase and Summit. William says, sadly, Nick Saban would figure out a way to become the first ever bivocational president. He would remain coach of Alabama and run the country at the same time. Uh, we also had Saban for president. We would have a heck of a defense, or defense. <laughs> <laughs> Fake media would be the rat poison. Does <laughs> his own press conference with the Coke bottle sitting on <laughs> on the lectern right next to the seal for the President of the United States of America? Still rocking that old Waverly polo, too. No doubt, no doubt. The pink old Waverly polo would be making its debut at the White House. Yeah, no presidential seal for that guy. See, yeah, you put the old Waverly logo on the front of the lectern. <laughs> Oh,
23: just mate. get him
4: out. It's so much more fun when people can actually compete. But with him in the West, it just doesn't matter. He's the best. He is the best, and and you can say what you want about how they get players. And Colin Cowherd, I like Cowherd. He is so incredibly wrong about recruiting especially at a place like Alabama where he says they don't have to do it like everybody else, and they are clean, the cleanest program in America, he's he's a fool. However, the process in which he goes about his business and running his program is the
3: greatest that has ever existed in this sport. It is. And they're not just playing defense in Tuscaloosa anymore. Alabama leads the SEC at 45.6 points per game. They are fourth in total defense, giving up 285 yards per game. They're kind of middle of the pack in scoring defense. They're allowing 18 points. Hmm. Ah. Thanks for being with us. Fun Thursday afternoon. Tomorrow will be fun as well as we get you ready for a high school football Friday night. We get you ready for a college football weekend. If you're a Mississippi State fan this weekend, you get to kick back, throw something on the grill, prop your feet up. If you're into it, both season is open, so you got that going on. Just hang out and watch some ball. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, a monster game. Monster game, Saturday morning at 11 at Vault hemingway For Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. We'll do it again tomorrow starting at 3.06 right here in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Have a great Thursday night.